Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling in the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. Co-host Liz. Hello. And we are so pleased to have him back. It has been way too damn long. The man, the myth. The legend, Mr. Forrest Brooks. Hey, what's good? What's going on, man? It's good to have you back. Everything is uh, everything is copacetic, man. So good, good, good. We uh, also got a uh, technical director, uh, Eli, but we didn't we didn't give him a mic because he knows what he did. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he knows what he did. If you listen to the draft, you know what he did. <laughs> that, <laughs> all right, we're gonna no. Don't, don't listen to the draft. We're not. We're not. We're not getting direct. That episode. That episode was so. That episode would not have been able to find the rails at a goddamn train station. Right. It, that like, episode was a little tipsy. Between the bourbon, which can I just say again, was amazing. That was damn good bourbon. Did Where you finish the bourbon? bottle? No, I did not bring it back. Probably mm. a good call. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Probably we, the best call. Oh. But yeah, that was the bourbon from uh, uh, the Orlando Brewstillery. Yep. Over in Winter Park. Uh, Still, just such a fun name. Yeah. It. It. It really is. So that was. Wow, that was good bourbon. Uh, anyway, so uh, but yeah, we can't we can't we can't do that. Uh, we got a couple things here before we before we get started here. First of all, people, listen. If you have not heard the Hamilton polka, there's only a couple possibilities. One, you don't like Hamilton, at which point you're completely wrong. <laughs> right. Uh, we at For Geek's Sake support differences in opinions. Mm-hmm. Based on what? What would you base <laughs> that on? Uh, Hamilton's phenomenal. I think, I mean, I just, anyway. So, or two, you don't like Weird Al Yankovic. Mm-hmm. In which case. I don't like Weird Al Yankovic. And you're wrong. I mean, the thing is, people are allowed to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. It's just too much cheese. See, and it does. On the surface layer, it's all cheese. Like, it's uh, very clever. Don't get me wrong. But, but if you, you dig down deep, what happens? You find an incredibly talented musician. Uh, Seriously. Okay. Listen to the musicality of what goes on, and especially something like the Hamilton polka. Wait a minute. Yeah. Is musicality a word? Yes. yes. yes absolutely. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is not one of the words I made up, although good guess. I just, yeah. I just uh, you know, you like to make up words, and I like to I, give you credit for your made up words. I love, I no, love making No, he words. actually gets a vocab point for that one. <laughs> Yay. Are we keeping track of my points? Yep. Um the uh, uh, yeah, but the, the the musicality of what of what Weird Al does mm-hmm. is is really like at the surface level. Sure, it all just seems like he's being dumb, but you get down in there, man, and the way he's managed to do it, and the number of genres that he has managed to cover. Mm-hmm. I mean, that white boy raps. Yeah. All right, like, oh. listen, when I am ready to give to start being celibate, I'm actually on the way on board. <laughs> 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 and that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I think that there is probably a decent overlap between people who uh, do not get to have sex and Weird Al fans. It's, I mean, I certainly occupied the demographic for a yeah. very, a correlation. very long time. So mm-hmm. I should probably just start listening to Weird Al. Is what you're saying? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> you could. There's a there's a cause effect thing. You know what I mean? Like correlation is not causation. <laughs> but anyway, so Hamilton Polka dropped. Weird Al Yankovic doing a cover. He crammed like 15 of the songs from Hamilton into one five-minute song, and it's it's amazing. You know what? Good on him for popularizing. Popularizing? Pop, making... Popular. They were having a hard time selling tickets, I'm telling you. If anybody needed help, it's you know Hamilton. You know what would be really cool, Dan, is if I, I finished my sentence and you, oh, you, and were gonna you say actually polka. got the point of what I was saying. No, the, the, the accordion. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, when when John Oliver needed a... Needed a, a, a an accordion, accordion player, that's who we called. There you go. Because who else are you going to call? Uh, no one. Yeah. No one. Carrot Top? Doesn't Carrot Top 
also play the accordion? I'm going to go Popper? back to Nolan. I'm going to say probably knows how to play the accordion. Uh, okay. That, that sounds, All right. Oh. It sounds yeah. lead like sing, it's, That's the lead singer call. for Blues Traveler, for those mm-hmm. of you who weren't born uh, and raised in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess born, raised in the... Anyway. If you're born in the 90s, you don't know yeah, nothing about you Blues Traveler. Right, you don't know nothing about... Yeah, you were... Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's the first piece we had to cover right at the top here. And then Forrest, my man, uh, has got his own podcast dropping. And I'm afraid to tell you people about it because I'm afraid you're going to stop listening to my podcast. People but can listen to more than one. Yeah, yeah people do that. It's a thing. That's it's true. Thing. Fantastic. The then don't stop listening to my the podcast. They changed the rules last week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you. Yeah. Hope that this will finally finally get those numbers where we... Anyway, uh, <laughs> tell us about the, what you got, what that project you got cooking. Uh, the, the name of the podcast is called While You Were Sleeping. Uh, essentially, it's just to kind of cover subject matter or perspectives that I think are bubbling kind of beneath the surface. Um, so it is super black, super queer... Uh, super, we have a, 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 a host that kind of represents the female perspective. So we just try to kind of look at nurture, pop culture, everything through our lens that's a little bit beneath the mainstream. So there you go. There you go. Uh, just for the record, uh, all you uh, white male straight guys, also welcome to listen to the show. Awesome. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Matter of fact, I, I would suggest that uh, if you're straight... is universal, man. Right, well, straight white males may need to listen, I think, to the show. Yeah, we actually encourage straight white males to listen. Right. Get on our level, ho. What? Ho? There you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, that's, when is the first episode dropping? You guys have a, a time? Uh, I'm looking at the end of this month, uh, which will probably be the last Saturday. Which I don't know the date right off the bat, but it'll okay. be the last Saturday. It's the 30th. But there you it's go. March 30th. March 30th. When, you, when it does drop, though, you, we will uh, make sure to mention it here on the show. We'll get you promoted up on the Facebook page as well. So, Facebook and Twitter will be getting their first episode out there because uh, uh, y'all, y'all should hear what this man's got to say. So, uh, which is actually why he's on the show. Hey. Hey. All right, with that, let's go ahead and get into some This Week and Geek. Up first. Uh, so what, is, what is this hot garbage? I. So here's what happened. <laughs> we discussed a little while ago uh, when, when we were doing a follow-up to uh, when we ruined Bitcoin. Yep. Um, and Bitcoin, by the way, is still trying to make a comeback here, and I'll get you an update on that in just a second. But uh, every uh, time we say Bitcoin on the show, it drops twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> old dirty bastard has a cri- cryptocurrency. It's called Dirty Coin. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I thought he was dead. It, yes, oh, yes. He, that's accurate, right? Yes. He, but he, he lives did, on he in did. our hearts. He did. He, did. he, li- he in, what? He lives on in our hearts okay. and in, and in cryptocurrency. Yes. yes. Uh, I thought. I mean, it would make more sense if it was crypt. Cryptocurrency. So mm. Bitcoin, for the record, trading See at $10,665.37. Just going to breeze past that one. <laughs> so I'm up. I'm still up six bucks. Uh, $6 oh, you just, you just got a penny. Oh, six dollars. Six, uh, $6. We $6. saw it happen live. Boom. Woo. Bitcoin is recovering because uh, the episode hasn't dropped yet. Um, the uh, so Atari was it was dropping their own, which was supposed to be used. They made mention of it being used in some form of like online casino thing, which is illegal in a lot of places, but not everywhere. <laughs> yeah, um, not just mask your IP and go for it. Um, exactly. Not that I would do that, but I would do that. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, that that piece is, is is going down there, and there was a bit of a speculation that perhaps Atari was just kind of floundering here mm-hmm. and just trying desperately to do whatever it can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so well, that whole twenty years of not doing anything. Might have got that idea going. Well, yeah. So we'll get to that in a second here. Because yeah. uh, what's happened now is then we were discussing how Atari was talking about dropping a nostalgia box, mm-hmm. a la the SNES Classic or the NES Classic. Uh, and this one was supposed to be retailing at around $250, $300. To which point we all said, no. I, don't, I don't think you were paying attention. Mm-mm. Yeah. It was not... 
The yeah. SNES Classic would not have sold as well for $300. Sure would not have. Um, so the... Uh, hey, you guys remember Pong? <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Right? Frogger? Hey. Where else are you, you going to find Frogger? Ooh, okay. Pitfall. Oh, pit, now Pitfall was legit. Yo, Pitfall though. was the shit. <laughs> Pitfall was awesome. Anyway, uh, but now apparently Atari is not just doing that. They're actually releasing a f- brand new console mm-hmm. that's going to have some of the retro stuff and some new stuff on it as well. I swear to God, I hope this is just the biggest game changer in video games in like the last 20 years. Like, I hope this thing comes out and everybody's like, oh my God, the graphics are amazing. It looks like when they were putting this together, though, they were like, all right, so here's what we're thinking. What if an Xbox original edition and a PS4 made a baby? <laughs> like, but like an ugly baby. Like the worst baby. <laughs> like, the if they got the baby. worst physical traits of both like, parents. If this was Sparta, it's gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Pretty bad. Oh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I, oh, Sparta babies. Um, so the um, so the 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 console here, if we, you can see the pictures of it if you're watching. Check out our YouTube channel, um, YouTube session. It's it's weird. Um, the controllers look god awful. They look very eighties. They look like, vi- like yeah. those drum machines. They look very uncomfortable. To they hold. look uncomfortable to hold. Like why would you make it bow outward? That lo- I mean, because now like think about it. now you're holding it. You're holding the controller like this. Yeah, was it? It's no, like that's a. Awful. It's like a PlayStation controller seen through a uh, Virtual Boy. It's like. <laughs> it's like they designed the controller. Like a polygon. I like it. Like a polygon. Yeah. It's yeah, like it's, it's like, like it's Picasso. It's like Picasso PlayStation. So did you? W- did were these official images from Atari that you grabbed here? Dan? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, yeah. so it's got four controller ports, USB, uh, and it's, I don't know. Yeah. Here's the thing. Atari, let me talk to you for a second. Can I talk <laughs> to you, Atari, you and I? It's not too late to change it. Listen, uh, uh, I want you to look at Sega for a second, okay? Abort. Sega uh, tried and then lost the console wars, and that's sad, right? Because they had, they have, I'm not saying Sega was bad, but they lost the console I mean, wars. Yeah. I, I had a Dreamcast. Right. I mean, you know, a lot of folks did. A Genesis was all over the place, and you know, but yeah. Sega's time ended. And so what Sega did was Sega went and said, okay, well, I still have a bunch of intellectual property and games that I could put out that people would still give a shit about. Mm-hmm. So they got out of the console game, and they just made money off of their video games. I would suggest that you figure out a way to make a new Frogger game way before you try to figure out how to make a new goddamn <laughs> whatever the hell this thing is. <laughs> the Atari box is what they're calling it. Oh, that's... Oh, that's, a, that's uh, its actual name? That's its actual name. Uh, also, Atari, if you could grab your marketing and design people and fire them all, <laughs> I mean Sparta Baby, that thing. <laughs> just all of them. Can that be the new... Can that oh, be our new... Sparta I want to make that a thing. I like to... I don't want to. I'm actually really uncomfortable that I just said it out loud. <laughs> um, but the... It's okay. They're all dead. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Spartans, like it was the whole. Right. The whole oh, I thought it was like, so all, sorry. Sorry, all, all the babies all are dead. Yeah, all the babies. They're not listeners. <laughs> I mean, they're. I don't think it's too soon. <laughs> it's been a thousand or so years, just a few thousand years. Um, anyway, so Atari, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. All right, <laughs> next. <clears throat> there we go. Okay, so this was another fun story that I. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing, folks. Uh, when, as soon as you get a chance, you need to see a picture of this guy <laughs> to properly appreciate this story. Mm-hmm. Okay, his uh, name. We have the same hair. His name is <laughs> you. You wore it better. Yeah, Let's just go ahead and get that done now. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy's name is Josiah uh, Zayner. 
J-O-S-I-A-H, Zayner, Z-A-Y-N-E-R. You need to look this up because you need to see this guy, okay? <laughs> this guy is a biohacker. Uh, and basically what he's, uh, he's what's a biohacker, somebody who tries. That's a great question. Liz way to keep us honest. Uh, a biohacker is somebody who tries to alter, uh, DNA in order to make themselves better than they are. So okay. like an extreme, an extreme, like sci-fi biohacker would give themselves the ability to fly or superpowers or some shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, what Josiah Zayner did was uh, he was the first person to attempt to edit his own DNA using CRISPR, which I think we've discussed. We've discussed CRISPR before, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's it's a, CRISPR? <laughs> CRISPR uh, spelled without the last vowel. So it's, it's CRISPR. CRISP with the, just CRISP, CRISP and then just the letter R. Yeah. CRISPR. CRISPR. Oh, he makes it sound way cooler than I do. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like Chris Pratt is what he did. Um, <laughs> Chris Pratt. <laughs> the, uh, so CRISPR is this really, really advanced DNA sequencing, or sorry, DNA um, at gene editing software mm-hmm. that is way, way, way above my ability to explain intelligently. Mm-hmm. But basically, they use CRISPR to alter people's DNA, and CRISPR is still very much, I mean, it's... Who is they and whose DNA are we altering? This is all very concerning to me. Is, what is happening? Well, this is entering brave new world. Right, though this is this is cutting cutting edge uh, science with gene splicing and whatever else. And they're primarily primarily using the gene splicing to deal with to combat disease. <sighs> okay. Um, See, this this is when we get into you know questioning not questioning if we should. Yes, you may, you could, but should you? I'm sorry, what, based on looking at the history of the human race, Listen. makes you think that the human race <laughs> is ever going to stop and say, should, should we? we do this? <laughs> yeah, it's, no. It's, it's, no. No, 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 no. This is the same. We developed nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. We made Rebecca Black a superstar. Like, there's no... Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with all of that. <laughs> this is where I draw... I'm proud of you for that pop culture reference, right? Line. That he just pulled out. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was impressive. I actually, was, like, that kind of, like, good job, knocks Dad. out some dad apps with Owl Oh, really? I'm really proud. Actually, like, as I was doing it, I was like, please get this right. Please get this right. Please get this right. <laughs> anyway, um, so so the biohacker basically... So there's there's uh, uh, cutting-edge medical science, which is using CRISPR to be able to do this stuff. Sure, yeah. Sure. And they're trying to combat disease, and then they're all starting to combat aging and a couple of the, nobody's trying to figure out how to give you gills yet but I'm sure that will get there one day we're just um, <coughs> what was the, uh, I want gills what was the show with Josh Hosterson what was the show with Josh Hosterson uh, that just came out on Hulu oh the one Future Man we're, Future Man we're yeah. basically trying to make Future Man happen right yeah. so yeah. there's so that that's what the actual cutting edge science and then there's the so I draw a pretty thick line between that and biohacking which is uh, what this guy did in his literally guys this is what he did in his garage so oh. using this is how you end up with a Cronenberg. <laughs> so he used, he, <laughs> exactly he took uh, DNA that was supposed to make his muscles bigger, and he put it into a syringe and he injected himself with it. And Wasn't he really he, only trying to make one sure muscle bigger? <laughs> hey, uh, is that a muscle? I okay. well, I don't think it's primarily. I mean, it has muscle, right? But it's but it's blood that makes the anyway. Right. Anyway, <laughs> it's, not, it's not. The point here is that he that it was supposed to make his muscles bigger, and this is why you need to see this because on one hand, this guy is actually like he has a PhD in I believe it was biomedical science. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, I, I may have the, the specific degree wrong, but it's it's in a field that you would expect him to be working on. You genetics. know, genetics. Uh, on the other hand, <clears throat> this guy looks like. 
I don't know, like a skateboard just broke and he ran out of weed. Now, hold, like okay, now wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to devil's advocate you here for a minute because sure. what? He's a white dude. He's got some plugs in his ears. He's got a lip piercing and a nose piercing. Mm-hmm. You're stereotyping right now, sir. Yeah, besides, weed is the wrong stereotype. Right. Listen, <laughs> That's listen. That's more like a GHB... Probably Molly sort of a thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Crazy Town fans if need he help was, love too. If he was a skater, he would have long dreads and like a Rasta sweatshirt on. Yeah. Okay. He, you this know what? dude You're ran right. out of MDMA <laughs> yeah. at okay. the rave too early. Just make sure that you get your no, stereotypes no. right. No, no, you're right. Well, here's the thing. Like if this guy was, and if this guy were, were, were rocking a lab coat and working inside of like, you know, an actual scientific laboratory, I'd be like, dude, I like that he's doing his own thing. Uh, instead, he shot, him out, shot, shot himself up with some DNA in his garage on a video like so like the Tide work? Pod challenge wasn't bold enough for him oh my god he, you know what it is he's the Logan Paul of don't, genetic scientists don't say he that out really loud because is. now kids are going to be injecting themselves with Tide Pod liquid <laughs> great Al yeah so uh, you may be wondering uh, dear listeners how you probably this, aren't. How did this turn out? Uh, well, yeah. So first of all, how did it go? Uh, it, it didn't because it turns out that the specific DNA that he was using uh, stops functioning at a very young age so that your muscles, like your overall, how big your muscles are, quote unquote, is determined at a very young age. Right. Um, so the only thing you can really do to alter it after that is is, ext- is a lot of exercise. Yeah. Um, that can obviously increase muscle mass, but genetically speaking, your muscles just aren't, don't automatically grow bigger. You're just kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, he was trying to like Popeye some spinach and mm-hmm. right. So he's trying to b- make the super soldier serum. Uh, probably not officially, but yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> so that was that's the first part. The second part you may be wondering is is this legal? Fun fact, sort of. Ooh. Uh, it turns out while the FDA has some very very strong policies in regards to human testing, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily include doing it to yourself. Right. Right. And that. Also, just in case you were wondering, like you thought, well, maybe I could do it better. Uh, you can actually. This guy has made his entire process available uh, so that you can purchase it. So your muscles can't get bigger, too. You can also. So, so what's the what, but what is the aftermath? Did anything bad happen to him or did nothing, nothing happen happened? at all? Just a lot of embarrassment. Oh, so see, it, I just really want to mix it up. You got to throw in some some different animal DNA. Yeah, right. seriously. Well, and this is you got to make he, yourself go. You got to go full Camara on it. Right. Well, and see, this is the thing, too, is like so the end. I was reading through the article and I was doing a little bit of research on this. What he's doing right now is pretty harmless. Um, but, and this is the big, the big, big butt thing. Um, not just cause it's a muscle, the, uh, the big, big oh, I didn't feel good about that one at all. No, no, I dis- I'm right. disappointed in myself. They're not all winners. No, no, they're definitely not. Uh, but the big butt here is that that's because he was using a, a gene that didn't really do anything and is pretty harmless. If you were to inject yourself with say rhino DNA, <gasps> that could go very differently. And you know, I, I, every and then mo- you're a comic book villain or Dead. Dead. I think dead. <laughs> I think Al's just really mad because this guy has the jump on him on the whole super villain yeah, thing. Yeah, I think I, I'm sensing a little bit of jealousy. Yeah. A little bit? <laughs> a little bit? No, 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 no. I am way past. Like, I get being beaten out by Elon Musk. Fine. That's fine. Okay. But this. <laughs> All right. I want to do, I like, round robin really quick. Like, if you could inject yourself with a superpower, what would it be? Go. Flight. I don't know. I'm panicking. Oh, no. Okay. Give us a panic answer. Deci- decisiveness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought that would be mine. Because <laughs> I'm a woman. <laughs> uh, I didn't laugh. I'm only laughing as long as she is. <laughs> I'm only laughing as long as she is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What would be yours, Forrest? Uh, teleportation. Easily. Uh, no, nah, he got... Yeah, he got that one unlocked. <laughs> um, God, I just... Smarter? That's not a that's not a superpower. I think super intelligence. Uh, no, super I mean, intelligence. Okay, yeah. you can okay, I'll go with that. Kind of like uh, Lunella in the comics. She everything she touches, she kind of or everything she reads, she immediately commits to memory. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Something, something like this. Yeah. Right, exactly. Something like that. So I could get I could get a whole lot smarter. I think that would be the. I feel like that would be the most useful thing I could use. There you go. Uh, yeah. Intelligence. I mean, what would yours be? Oh, uh, invisibility. Yeah, I would not use that for anything good. Oh, exactly. I would just don't do like go all Kevin Bacon and become a rapist on us. But well, know, exactly. <laughs> I would. That's oh, I wouldn't. I said exactly. I want to be what? clear here. I would not rape people. I want to be very clear here. <laughs> but I just can't imagine. Like I don't want that kind of temptation. Well, I'm the only one that saw that movie. Okay. Well, oh, Hollow Man. Oh, oh, he was talking about Kevin Bacon oh, raping in, in the movie. Life. Not in real yeah, life. Yeah, no, okay. Kevin Bacon's not a rapist. <laughs> no, you think of Kevin Spacey <laughs> that we know of. That's right. That's Kevin whole, Spacey, not that's Kevin. That's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, I would use invisibility for. I would just something bad. I just would immediately. I would just use it to steal a lot of snacks. <laughs> I like the nothing over like two dollars. Like she's just swiping Twizzlers like fucking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she can be rolling deep in that Szechuan sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I want it anymore. <laughs> but I still might order it again. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you hate yourself, right? I do. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Okay. So anyway, uh, uh, so Josiah Zaner, he's got a uh, doctor, I guess, Josiah Zaner. Uh, he's got his he's got his kits available. They're actually very affordable. If you'd like to inject yourself with some harmless muscle growth DNA, probably. <laughs> he does not um, look very probably. happy about it. No, that's no, what I'm saying. Like a lot of it's sullen. <laughs> man, my muscles are the same size. They didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> but he even admitted when he did, he's like, this may not work exactly. But I'm, you know, but he's he's trying to. He, I th- and, uh, his his goal is somewhat noble. Mm. His goal is to keep the uh, to keep this information open to everybody, mm-hmm. so that and the, get swole. And <laughs> 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 it's swole. Also true. Uh, but he wants to make sure that it doesn't end, end up in the hands of uh, pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to make sure it's available. The information is available to the masses. Okay. Um, well, good for him. That's very Wakanda of him. So we can all get swole. <laughs> right. So we can. So we can all. But if we all get swole, then none of us are swole. That's right. Oh yeah. no. I've been watching. I'm watching Incredibles. Uh, <laughs> up next. So Marvel. I'm sorry, Disney uh, decided they were going to release all of the movies. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just. Why not? Get all of them. They this put up their list through yeah. 2023. This is a lot of pressure, man. I don't yeah. know why it's still the occasion. The good thing about Disney is when they do these lists, and this is something that DC quite hasn't caught on to, is they move them around as things develop. Because remember, right. there was a list before and then. Once the Spider-Man thing was lost, and it was like, okay, well, you go back here, you go here, and then let's wedge you in. Right, right. So I, none of this uh, is said. And humans, I'm looking at you. Actually, I'm not looking at you because you're gone. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine if they'd actually tried to make a full Inhumans movie? I actually could because it probably would have turned out way better than that show. Yeah. Like, uh, as long as you keep Inhumans out in space... They're actually really awesome. It's when you try to bring them on Earth that the stories are kind of right, like they did in the first episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they actually released um, the full list of all Disney, not just Marvel movies. We've got the list of Marvel movies, but there's not really a whole lot. I think the only thing I'm seeing here is the Spider-Man sequel date. I think that's the only thing. Well, Avengers got moved up a week. Right. Avengers got moved up a week and a brilliant piece of marketing. From my birthday. You guys, you know what's really exciting? 
Uh, our episode gets released on the one year away from the release of Captain Marvel. Oh, yay. Mm. Three, eight. Look nice. at that. Happy one year from Captain Marvel, everyone. I can't but there's, But then the issue here is that everything else is just untitled, which... I kind of feel like isn't as useful. Movie. Yeah, movie, there's a lot of untitled. Movie. movie um, well, like, I mean, you got it. Okay. On the list, it Give says like context. untitled Mar- Marvel movie, untitled uh, animated movie, untitled live action. Well, we got to leave right. room for, for the X-Men. Yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. Are, you think you think that's coming? I mean, if they buy Fox, yeah, absolutely. Right. I don't think it'll be in the... I hope. My hope is that it's not in the MCU. My hope is that they leave the X-Men universe completely separate from the MCU. No way. They no, they absolutely. They've got to build towards an X Men versus Avengers. No, how how can you? Because ultimately, the X Men include mutants, and mutants are nowhere in the world right now. No, no. What you do, look? You can still introduce that. No, no, no. Look, you've already got you know Doctor Strange inter- introducing jumping between worlds. Mm-hmm. So the X Men are in one universe, and the MCU is in another universe, and then eventually they cross over. Yeah, brilliant. I, mean, like, I like them building up the X Men universe on its own. Because if even in the comics, the X Men don't really cross over that much. Well, right. a year from today, we're going to see Captain Marvel, which takes place in the nineties. So no. we know that there's been superheroing that we haven't seen yeah. in this universe. So there's no reason they couldn't incorporate that in. Well, any, a little uh, late in the game, though. But I mean, it could it happen? Cool, maybe. I I hope it doesn't. <laughs> Cool. I, I would actually prefer no, I think, them to be separate. No, I think I think you put the Fantastic Four and the X Men in their own universe. You reboot the whole damn thing. I don't mind the Fantastic Four joining. Yeah, the MCU. Oh yeah, because they, they belong. I want Doom in the MCU. Oh, mm-hmm. I need okay. Doom, and I don't need the whole sullen little kid thing. No, I no, want no. Doom with his own country. And yeah, you yeah, know yeah. they'll do. We, we've Vian. seen what they did with Wakanda. Yeah, you know that they could do Latveria. Yeah, Latveria. I thought it was Latvia. No, no, that, that's no, a real Latvian thing. That's a real place. Oh, there we go. Latveria is the you don't remember <laughs> fake Marvel our episode place. Episode 137, Latvian political thriller. Oh yes, that's right. Uh, <laughs> yes, no, yeah, I, yeah. I want Doom in the in the MCU, but and so I can yeah, I'm no, okay you're right. with with that. No, you're right. Leave X Men out. But the uh, so the so the ones we got uh, uh, Avengers: Infinity War gets bumped up to four twenty seven eighteen. Ant Man and the Wasp coming in at seven six of this year. Yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel a year from the day this drops three eight nineteen and Avengers four still untitled. Probably called the death of Captain America. We're just calling it. Or Secret uh, Wars. Who's we? What or Secret Wars? Five three nineteen, and then uh, the Spider Man sequel dropping a couple months later at seven five nineteen, and then it's untitled Marvel through all of twenty. I'm, I'm not going to bother giving you the dates because there's no movies attached to them. There's no names attached to them. The dates will probably change. There was one scheduled for May third of twenty twenty that got rescheduled to uh, July thirty first twenty twenty. And they added a May 1st. Oh, okay. Well, I think I actually really appreciate Disney doing this because what it really does is it lets the other film studios know to move their goddamn movies. You know what I'm saying? They're calling their shots at this point. We're going to own the weekend these days. (laughs) (laughs) Now, they did not have any Star Wars included in this, though. No. Soon come. Yeah. Soon come. Yeah, that's gonna that'll be coming later, but we'll mm-hmm. see what's going on. So anyway, so that's what's going on here. Uh, up next, ESRB. So let me. I want. I want to take this opportunity to do a little compare and contrast with you. Uh, have any of you guys ever looked into the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, that gives you your film ratings? Uh, uh, no. Yeah. So let me give you just in case you were curious, you might be asking yourself. Is the MPAA good or bad? If I just wanted to make like a blanket statement, <laughs> the answer is bad. They're Very terrible. bad. They're horrible. They're god awful. 
Now, I don't have time to get into all of the reasons why, but to give you the, the, the very, very high-level piece, um, th- it's a bunch of very old, stodgy uh, folks who have decided that if somebody smokes a cigarette, it makes the movie PG-13. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of arbitrary rules. There's a lot of arbitrary rules yeah. mm-hmm. that go into it, and uh, uh, they're also all secret so that you're not allowed to know who's on the MPAA. There's actually a really great... Well, doc- yeah, because we just run around stabbing all of them. Right, well, because it, it, it makes no sense. The MPAA, uh, there's actually a really great documentary, if you actually care. It's called This Film Is Not Yet Rated. Uh, you can find, you've been able to find it on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there or not. But if you're curious about it, look into it, because the more you look into it, the more you're going to go, what the hell? <laughs> uh, I want to contrast that with the ESRB, which is the uh, Electronic Services Ratings Board. Mm-hmm. So what happens with the ESRB is that when... With a movie, they make the movie, they show it to the um, they show it to the MPAA. The MPAA says, "Here's your rating," and that's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and on occasions, actually, that's how South Park Bigger Longer Uncut came around. Yeah, <laughs> because they dropped, uh, I think, what was it, two f bombs, and it got them an R rating. Mm-hmm. Even though they worked very hard to keep a PG thirteen rating, and they yeah. said, "No, you're R." So they said, "Oh, we are." Then they went back and created the most R rated thing. That they you added can- the song titled. Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. <laughs> right. Because uh, they said, if you're going to rate us R. Steering to the skid, everybody. That, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, with ESRB, on the, uh, on the other hand, the ESRB uh, video game developers come, and they literally show the ESRB the worst, quote, unquote, or the most graphic or the most whatever parts of their game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they work on a rating with the ESRB, and they come to an understanding. Mm-hmm. They actually work together with the ESRB. It makes it fantastic. The problem is that while parents pay very close attention to the MPAA, they completely ignore that little letter on the box of the video games and keep handing their children uh, games that are rated mature. M. Uh, because who cares? So <laughs> This game's rated M for Marvelous. <laughs> Timmy will love so, it. So uh, uh, the ESRB has now succumbed to a lot of pressure, although I don't necessarily disagree, and added in-game purchases as uh, one of the one of the notifications on the game. Mm-hmm. So this is going to include things like loot, anything you can buy with real money mm-hmm. uh, outside of the game. Isn't that and like every game? Literally every yeah, game. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> if, if you're playing right. on a console that connects to the internet webs, they're you're, cashing in. Are you kidding me? You're fucking, if you're playing on... Console, computer, phone. Mm-hmm. If you get, if you find an old 1980s like Tecmo football handheld thing, I guarantee you they found a way to put a loot box <laughs> in that damn thing. Um, so the did you just call back Tecmo Bowl? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. No apologies. Oh. Um, so the uh, uh, so that this will the problem is that this includes items like season passes, and uh, for a lot of games, there's. You know, you can basically buy a season pass, so you get all of the down the DLC or downloadable content for free. Yeah. Uh, well, not for free. Not for free. Well, Sorry, for, not for free. For what you paid for, for it. For the yeah. flat, for the flat additional fee after you pay sixty dollars <laughs> for a game. I like this because it will it puts it in front of parents. Yeah. Because the parent doesn't understand the difference between a loot box and DLC. Correct. I mean, I do. To be clear. But there are a lot of parents out there who don't know the difference between all of those different things. So I like that it's there. The problem I have, though, is my same problem with all of the ESRB stuff. The problem isn't the rating system. The problem is that nobody's paying attention to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but if you see IGP, that will tell you in-game purchases, which will include all sorts of stuff. Sure. So uh, now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Half of it. The more you know. There you go. I mean... 
Do, do people Thanks, even guys. buy like the physical games anymore? Doesn't everybody just download them? <laughs> no. I buy physical games. Yeah. Uh, oh. I mean, Game, I buy GameStop is always busy. <laughs> I <laughs> super busy. Yeah. I I buy like board games. Does that make me a video game hipster? Sure. I also still like take books out of the library too. Library's legit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Nothing smells like a library. All right. That's a good thing, actually. Yes, that's a that's positive. A, that's thing. a positive smell. It actually, though, depends on which library because well, sometimes fair, fair point. Uh, it depends on which. which I, say, I used to go to libraries downtown. Uh, the smells <laughs> kind of the Orange County Library is legit. Oh, if you're standing outside well, of the Orange know. County Library, oh, no, do that not that smells inhale. like pee. That yeah. smells like very, very stank urine. Yes. Uh, that, but once you get inside, then, yeah, it's always great. Uh, yeah, then right. it's lovely. Right. Actually, I hadn't actually gotten to go. Uh, I hadn't seen the library during the downtown library during the day. Until I think probably about a couple of years ago, because every yeah, time you're I always saw, like stumbling past it drunk, like oh, right. this is a big library. Because that's the parking garage you use, right? The parking garage. <laughs> Let's go and touch the lights on the wall. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was that was uh, back when Cairo was. I was a about thing. to say park at the garage and walk to Cairo. That's uh, oh Cairo. That's a uh, that's a thing that happened. Yep. Uh, moving on. Oh, we hit main topic. We did. Oh, we made it. Are we here? Oh, we did. Oh, we stumbled. Are we on us. ten yet? Are All right. Okay. Spoilers from this moment forward. I have some uh, questions well, before on. we start. Hang on. So we're uh, so again, folks. We are Black Panther spoilers for the next chunk of time here, uh, and also Dark Knight spoilers. Sure. Yeah. That too. Sure. Uh, sure. That's that's what's going on. So we got the spoilers here. Everybody has. Oh, it's been funny warned. when you guys do it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you have been warned. So uh, the main premise here is that what started this episode, and then Liz will get to your questions here. Um, when I was talking to Forrest about wanting to see if he would come on to talk with us a little bit more about Black Panther, because, you know, it's made a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, uh, he gave me what he called his fuego take, and uh, his fuego take was... That, that Killmonger is absolutely be- a better villain than the Joker. Now, that right there... Heath Ledger's Joker, specifically. Then, and that right there is one, one bold-ass claim. That is. Now, he's got, actually, his example of it, which I'm, we'll get to once we get into it, uh, is actually even, I think, more controversial, but mm-hmm. uh, involving Tupac, but we'll get there. Okay. Uh, so first, so that's, that's our premise here. That's what we're starting with. Liz, what, what questions do you so, got? So I just want to know where you're coming from before you start. Are we talking about... Acting performance? Are we talking about actual characterization? Are we talking about the actual character themselves? Actually, is it a mixture of all of this? Actually, I have uh, decided that. Oh, I've decided he made the claim, and so I, I've spent the last week or so since he made this claim deciding how you would decide whether or not the Joker or Killmonger was the better villain. So I've got some categories uh, that I have not told anybody about beforehand, obviously, Ooh. Uh, for us to kind of debate here. Okay, cool. Um, so, but out the gate, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think uh, Forrest's point is, is Forrest's point is pretty clear. Uh, I think Liz comes down pretty strongly on the other side. Uh, you're, you're still, you're still preferring Heath Ledger's Joker yeah. over that. Okay, and, I mean, like, 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 no love lost for Killmonger. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think we can all agree. Let me just make it. None of these are bad. Right. We're just arguing over which of these two amazing performances was better. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, you're still good. Not that we nitpick on this show. Like, no. If Who we does nit- that? If we didn't nitpick, we literally it's not like we, we debated for ten <laughs> minutes whether there right. was an eight or nine overall enjoyment. Let's do like our, our next our next movie review. How what you guys think? Liked it. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we'd finally get a movie review less than two hours. Uh, so, so Dan came down. Dan, where, where are you at? Just out the gate on this. Uh, here's the thing. I've only seen Black Panther once, mm-hmm. and I've seen The Dark Knight a billion times. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to see this film several more times before I can make a decision. I will on this. say that listening to you, when I listened to you guys' review, I think there were some aspects of the film that kind of didn't necessarily hit. One of the things that I love about this film so much is that essentially it's a film that does, it, it's a film about a black experience that doesn't translate itself. So there are certain aspects of the film and of the characters that honestly, unless you're, unless you are of that culture or have close proximity to the culture that could easily get missed. Because one of the things I love about Ryan Coogler, like if you've ever seen a Ryan Coogler interview, Ryan Coogler don't cold switch. Mm -hmm. He does. He never cold switch. Okay. Now why don't you back up and explain cold switch? (laughs) (laughs) There's not a, there's not a job interview voice. And a hood voice. Ryan Kugler is Ryan Kugler at all times. Okay. He's a cat from the Bay Area that keeps it thou wow at all times. And if you listen to anybody <laughs> from the Bay Area, you know that they have their own language, they have their own flow. E40 mm-hmm. does not translate himself. Mac Dre doesn't translate himself. Marshall so, Lynch. <laughs> yeah, none of these people translate. Right. So he's from a culture and from a specific experience of blackness that doesn't translate himself. Mm-hmm. And it works it runs in his films as well so that that's one of the things that i that you kind of there's certain aspects of black panther Mm -hmm. that can be mixed and that's why it resonates with certain cultures a little bit more than others because there are things that we see there's like oh snap okay you're speaking to something that that you're having a a, an internal conversation Mm -hmm. on the mainstream stage that usually is something that we talk to people amongst ourselves about but you're having this conversation out loud. Well, and I think the easiest way, uh, I think the, the, the easiest example of that really is that, you know, coming from, I want to be clear here, not claiming to understand the black experience, <laughs> uh, as I like to repeat, brown, not black. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, coming from a storytelling perspective, traditionally what you would see in a mainstream movie like this, something that was not aimed, you know, if it's not a, a, a a Medea movie, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like something that is, that is, you know, featuring an all black cast uh, specifically aimed at a black audience and that's it. You normally have, and this isn't just true for black movies, I should say, this is across the board. You normally have a, 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 a token white character that the audience is supposed to identify with. Yeah. Um, Martin Freeman was kind of expected to play that role, I think. In right. This. And, and, and it does not. not. Now, if you're looking for examples of this, I would point you towards, uh, what was it? Matt Damon, the great wall. Yeah. I think it was called The Great Wall. Yeah. yeah. So that's more of a white savior story. Well, it is, but it's, <laughs> but I mean, but you see that, uh, or our, um, Last Samurai. The Last another, Samurai. Is an mm-hmm. example. You see that you get introduced to a culture through a white lens. Iron right. Fist. Yeah. Right. Iron Fist is another, ama- another classic example of this. <laughs> and you do, and I want to be clear, you don't see it happen all the time. I think Luke Cage was another, was another great example of one that does not, Mm-mm. that does not offer you that same lens. You know, they, this, but that is a movie that is, you know, specifically about the black experience at a specific point in time in a specific setting. Yeah. So um, I would say that, yeah, the, 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 the white guy, the white girl, and the brown guy probably didn't manage to touch on the black experience portions of Black Panther as thoroughly as, you know, perhaps we could have. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Well, remember I'm really that glad. I wasn't here for the review. Yeah, it was, it was just three white guys, basically. Yeah. No. yeah you, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You had three white dudes. <laughs> 
<laughs> two and a half <laughs> white dudes. Two and a half. Good enough. Uh, so yeah, so that's so that's the pieces there. So there's, but it is it is a brilliant movie. It is now eclipsed. What is I'm, what what's now made more money than it? Because that's a much shorter shorter list. <laughs> it's almost to a billion dollars. Let's just say that much. Yeah. So we're in to what it, it, it's it already made more it's than BBS, blown made more than yeah. uh, the f- the first Justice Avengers League. Justice League uh, Wonder Woman. It's past. Has it has it snatched uh, Last Jedi yet? Because that was the highest grossing of last year. No, it's, I don't think it's caught Last Jedi yet. It, but yet. it also, but here's the thing: it also hasn't premiered in China, and yeah. Last Jedi did not do great in China. I heard there's a lot of people in China. There's a cu- there's a couple, yeah. <laughs> uh, like five, I think, yeah, or seven. Yes. It might be up to nine. Ooh. Anyway, so um, so let's break this down here. So the way we're going to basically do this is this is going to be a group conversation. We're going to go through uh, five categories, okay. and we're going to talk about how one did versus the other. And you know, I don't, I don't know that we're even going to try to come to a consensus here. We'll just kind of, if we can, great. If not, then we'll move on. Sure. We've never done something like this before, so we're just trying to see how this this flow works. New bit, new bit. Um, maybe. Who knows? So uh, the first piece we want to put down is I wanted to start with style, and and by this I mean the character style. Nothing to do with the the actors in particular, uh, but there's there's that this that we're, we're starting with one that is very vague and I, re- and I recognize that. Mm. But there's a certain je ne sais quoi. There's a there's a there's a certain style to the way they do stuff that just makes them cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you the Joker and Heath Ledger's performance there obviously brings it. And you know the little bits of his character, little nuances of, of what goes on there, and it's it's not about his performance. I want to make sure I'm drawing the line here. Mm-hmm. It's not about his performance. It's just probably easiest described as the cool factor. Uh, so when we look at the Joker versus Killmonger, uh, and again we are exclusively looking at Heath Ledger's Joker and the uh, perf- as the performed in the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Who's got better style? Hmm. Here's the thing: the Joker. When it comes to that aspect, I'm willing to to seed a bit on it, but I think it's a bit of a paradox because his whole thing is supposed to be about anarchy, anarchy, and all that. But he's got all of these elaborate ass plans, <laughs> like ridiculously right. elaborate plans, like mm-hmm. ridiculously elaborate plans. Right, and, and we'll get to that. That's actually a separate category. Uh, I actually have a category for plan slash effectiveness <laughs> because I think that's a really important piece. Uh, to, to to cover here. Okay, so when it comes to to, to style, I will say that Killmonger is 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 not actually not necessarily about style per se, as as much as he is about effectiveness. He's getting sure. it done, you know, and he's very much trained in that whole CIA thing where he's going through and dismantling an entire right country and all of that jazz. So I, I think he's less about trying to be style. Stylish. I mean, there is that aspect of it because when he does the mask, yeah, like it. yeah, I think like the mask, you know, the flare serious, of his that's mask. Some serious flare. I mean, yeah, the mask. I think the te- the the scarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he chooses the, to do the scarification to himself, yes. right? Like right. that's his own. No, I mean, he like, brings he brings a lot of style to it. And yeah. it's actually, as I was looking at them, one of the things that I really appreciated was the, I mean, you had two very different styles. Yeah, and actually, both had style. Killmonger, I I think would actually kick my ass. Heath Ledger's Joker. I don't think he could kick my ass. He's not much without a, without without his guns and shit. What are you a pencil, dude? <laughs> yeah, a freaking the crazy pencil. factor. The crazy <laughs> right. factor. It's hard. It is hard to it's quantify hard the crazy to factor. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, like you talk about brute strength versus 
crazy. I'm going to let the big dude beat me up before I'm going to let the crazy dude well, beat me up. Because <laughs> the big dude's got a point. He's going to get tired. But the big dude's got the crazy too. I mean, <laughs> see, I, I disagree. I mean, I don't think that I see. I don't I don't think Killmonger's crazy. I don't think he's crazy. I don't think he's crazy at all. I don't think he's crazy at all. I think he's very he's not, he's he's, not crazy he's, like a loon. You know what I mean? He's, he's crazy like a fox. He's Magneto right. crazy. He's right. Magneto where like, OK, you got a point. You had a point until you wanted to kill ev- everybody. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, but he's dri- I mean, like he's I don't know. I feel like Killmonger has such like much more purpose behind his actions. Okay. We're getting ahead here. Yeah. Okay. We're no, focused on style. style. Okay. We don't know what all the categories okay. are. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So style, uh, then we'll talk about performance as far as the actors and their performance with, uh, with the actual piece. Then we're going to talk about their plan slash how effective they are at trying to accomplish something. And then we're going to talk about, uh, uh, how much they identify. Cause when you're, when you're a villain, one of the biggest things you've got to do is you've got to be able to uh, generate some sympathy. You identify you have to something that makes the audience identify with you yeah. mm-hmm. um, and what they're trying to do. Uh, and then the last piece is legacy. Um, and the legacy is going to be a really hard one to debate. That's why it's last because, you know, it's a new film, right? It's a brand new film, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> you know, and all that stuff. So that's those are those are our categories here. Mm. So um, let's come back to style. Let's let's if you guys want to talk about plan and uh, fa- overall effectiveness here. Let's 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 hit there. So Forrest maintains that the uh, uh, that Heath Ledger's Joker has uh, uh, this, I mean, you're right, he screams about anarchy, but as a really, really, really weirdly complicated plan. Mm-hmm. So wait, are we not, are we, are we off of style? We're going to come back to style, because okay. I, I think perhaps that was a hard one for us to start with. Okay. We're learning as we go here, people. There you go, um, on the fly, on the fly. So if we look at plan and effectiveness here, Killmonger comes in with a very specific plan, mm-hmm. and I think executes it. Very um, well. V- very well. Quite well. Um, That's my dude, man. So the question here, really, I think, as you look at Heath Ledger's Joker, is whether or not this was a guy who was actually, because there's two ways to look at this. Either he had an incredibly specific plan that required a whole lot of things to happen in a very, very specific way. Like, we're getting Avengers 2 level... Like, a lot of X-Factors. Right, right, right. I think Avengers 2, if you... I think it was... Uh, what was his name there? Uh, the bad guy from Avengers 2? Ultron. Ultron? No, no, no. The... The... <laughs> the, the uh, Baron Zemo? Baron Zemo. Yeah. That was from Civil War. Oh, that was Civil War. Who was the yeah. bad guy in Age of Ultron? <laughs> Sorry. My bad. I forgot. I was thinking... I've, I've been Avengers three, yes. aka Civil War. Ah, uh, I well, I like to there. call it Avengers two point five. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I, like right. that. I like that. Uh, but you look at, but if you actually look through Baron Zemo's plan, that didn't like that's yeah. It was yeah. a lot. It could have gone a, a lot. Of Wait, that's ways. weird. That can, was that <laughs> was. Can I actually? Can I tell you guys my my wish? Like, if I could f- fix one thing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what it would be? What's mm. that, Dan? What's that? I would get rid of Zemo in Civil War and replace him with Killmonger. The exact same plan, basically. Hmm. He's trying to break up the Avengers. Try, he kills Black Panther's dad, who is his ultimate target this entire time. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, he's just coming after the son. It's the, the sins of the father following him. Yeah. yeah. You know, that oh. would have set him up to be truly the best villain that we've seen in the MCU wow. without question. Hmm. Okay. I definitely think he had the charisma to pull off multiple movies. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. And so, that would have just made this one have that much more weight to it. So plan and effectiveness here. So is Joker like a Zemo level plan here or is Joker really just just doing stuff as he goes? Is it just tough, kind of stuff happening on the fly? I think he wants 
everyone to believe it's on the fly. He wants everybody, because it's part of his whole crazy, I'm an agent of chaos mystique, but I'm an agent of chaos with a really super specific, elaborate plan. And it doesn't quite, it doesn't quite gel for me. Where, where are you coming down? So, I mean, I think, like, my opinion, like, Killmonger obviously has a plan, a very well thought out plan. But again, I maintain that he has purpose behind his motives. He has this whole backstory that they create about, you know, why he's coming for Wakanda, why he's coming for T'Challa, why he's coming for, you know, his people that abandon him essentially. And, how he grew up and and his black experience and what he saw from the other side versus what he knew existed and versus what he knew was being held from him and his people. And so he had that driving factor. And to me, that makes him almost an anti-hero. He's definitely more of an antagonist. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Full on. Like, like, like his, his intentions were almost noble, but then he came in with like the whole, but we gonna kill everybody, and you're like, wait a minute. Well, I was almost with you. Gonna kill. Whoa, 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 now, now, now. Well, there are telltale signs. Like one of the ways that you can, one of the ways that, that T'Challa is played against um, Killmonger is that I've noticed is the way that he treated women. Mm-hmm. When you look at the way T'Challa treated women. They were considered, even when he didn't agree with Nakia, he considered her. He did not automatically right. dismiss her. Mm-hmm. Right. You look at the way that Killmonger treated women. I mean, I'm going to choke you up if you don't burn these herbs. Like, he shot his girlfriend in the head. Yeah. So. Super dude. <laughs> right. Shooting his girlfriend in the head. And, you, and, and that'll end a relationship. I, I I, I've heard really, that that'll end that'll a relationship. Yeah. Not every if you, relationship. If your significant other shoots you, usually it That's ends. That's usually, right. not always, but usually, <laughs> yeah. there are outliers. So, right. I mean, you can run down the line and... That, that's a marker that kind of tells you, okay, this dude is on something different. When he has the great words that say, oh, man, you know what? I can kind of get behind this. I can see you have a point. But then as his actions kind of start revealing, then he, he reveals himself. I don't want to free everybody. I just want to rule. I just want to make Wakanda the empire and rule it with an iron fist. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's something different. Which I he mean, wants the, to go Doctor Doom style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flaw in that plan is this is a universe with the the freaking Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like, right. You, you, that's only going to go so far before Iron Man and Hulk and everybody is knocking on your door. Like, hey, bud. Hey, what's uh, up? <laughs> I, I, hey, <laughs> bud. Okay. So, <laughs> so go. there's that. But, but on on the flip side, when you know, I like. I get what you're saying about the Joker having like overly elaborate plans for not having a plan. However, he doesn't really have that, that singular motivation. Like there's nothing that motivates the Joker. I mean, the line itself in the movie is some men just want to watch the world burn. Exactly. He's he's, he's coming up with fake backstories. Yeah. Like he is chaos for the sake of chaos. Mm -hmm. And to me, for that comparison, that makes the Joker a better villain to me because he truly is just batshit crazy evil. Whereas he's like a terrorist without a cause. Where, yeah, exactly. Whereas well, Killmonger is trying to accomplish something. And, le- and, and, le- and let me point this out too. And in response, because I thought I thought a lot about the, the this particular portion because I've heard I've read a lot of reviews that say the Joker's plan. It's a, I mean the Baron Zemo level kind of plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if? And maybe this is headcanon. Uh, what if the Joker actually had, like, we saw only like like for him every step he he has he had already sown the seeds of chaos in a thousand places, mm-hmm. and he just triggered the ones that happened to work, and he had mm-hmm. a bunch of others that he could have triggered and he didn't, and so sometimes he did and sometimes he doesn't. 
You know what I mean? Like, like he put the phone. You know, he puts the the phone in the guy's stomach or the bomb. Mm-hmm. Both the yeah, bone, bone, yeah, the, phone bomb, the phone but, bomb, and 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 one guy's stomach. Maybe you put a phone bomb in four other guys' stomachs too. Just you know, see what happens. I yeah. don't know. Maybe we'll blow somebody else up. Yeah. Okay, but here's my issue with that: when somebody's that chaotic and that just twirl your mustache evil, mm-hmm. just fucking kill them. <laughs> Like, but there's the, no, there's but that's no the reason. difference. No, 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 no. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. That, that's got nothing to do Back with it up. That's not, this is not Zack Snyder Batman we're talking about. This is real Batman <laughs> who doesn't kill people. Yeah, real Batman. So we can't brand him. <laughs> no. I don't understand. Can we pause here? You get branded by the Batman and that gets you in trouble in prison? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to proclaim, again, I'm not going to claim to understand the prison population or what prison life is like, but I got to feel like getting branded by the Batman would actually get you, like, Process that's some legit some cred right like, there, dude. Like, It's got to be worth at least 20 Newports. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> some, guy, some guy's getting, getting froggy. Like, you don't even, you haven't been branded, man. What are you talking about? Right. Batman only kills people on accident when he's trying to save other people. Right. Yeah. Like, like happened in the Dark Knight. Yeah. Where so is I think, Rachel? I'll say, so plan, for plan and effectiveness... Um, I think I think that one. I feel like it's it's a it's a really weird split for me because it's like I'm agreeing that like Killmonger has the better plan and effectiveness, and I think that makes him the lesser villain. But here's in the thing: situation Killmonger's plan only goes so far. His his plan goes to the point of Wakanda being the world power. And run in the whole war. Well, it's not just about what kind of being the it. world power, but I'm but he's I mean he's trying to, he's trying to start an uprising. He's start he's trying to empower the world to start an uprising. Well, he also makes the world. he also world. ensures that he has no legacy because he ruin he destroys the heart shaped herbs. Okay, so now there will never be another Black Panther. There will never be another king with that with all those powers. And that, that's all I was gonna gonna get at. Killmonger's power is in saying the right words to make you. Th- he, Killmonger is essentially a Hitler type figure, mm-hmm. right? Where he's saying the right words to get everybody on his side, and then next thing you know, you're gassing people. Exactly. It's, yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Exactly. It's, well, and, and let's be clear here. I was worth noting. He wasn't trying to arm everybody. He was, he was <laughs> well, right, trying no, to arm very specifically. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is the black folks and like it was a weird selection of like. What cities was he aiming at? He was aiming at like obviously Oakland, like obviously yeah. his hometown. Well, it, it wasn't necessarily just just black but people. Didn't specific, he hit like, just like Hong Kong. Yeah, well, because no. he even says that all life came from Africa, so everyone is African. He was considering everybody African. More all so oppressed than, people was was who he was trying to empower. I don't think that's why he. Uh, well, he, he made that pretty clear. Well, that and essentially. Wakanda has agents all over the place. Right. So he's essentially using them to, wanting to use them to arm them to basically upend white supremacy as we know it. Which yeah. is, because I mean, if you're looking at upending society, you're looking at upending white supremacy. It's, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that, although, although there's nose, different definitions of white supremacy. I mean, that's I don't I'm not trying to go down the particular rabbit hole too far, but yeah, just that's, that's just we're just so we're, we're clear here. That's a very nuanced conversation, but that's right. what I love about that film is I walked away having a lot of nuanced conversations and a lot uh, of philosophical absolutely. debates that I didn't necessarily walk away with with the Dark Knight. That's another story. That's legacy. So for <laughs> plan such effectiveness, I think I mean I think you're 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 pretty split. I think Killmonger might have an edge in that particular regard, but. It depends. I mean, if you had Cannon Joker having, I think if you had Cannon Joker having laid out a bunch of additional stuff that he just never triggered for whatever reason, then I think you could go the other way. But the yeah. movie doesn't explicitly say that. And say I, that. I can see your point because you're, the fact you're saying his lack of plan, his lack of 
everything is kind of what may, is a is a strength rather than a weakness. Not not necessarily a strength, but I just to me the crazy factor plays into who is the better villain. Right, you know what you're I mean. Cla- like, you're, you're who is the better bad guy? Yeah. All right. So the next piece here, uh, let's get into the performance. So you got Michael B. Jordan coming in with Killmonger, and then you've got, of course, the late great Heath Ledger coming in as Joker. And this is going to be the spot where I let you drop the most controversial statement. Yeah, uh, I think of that because you think you think him claiming Killmonger beat Joker was bad. Go ahead. No, I, I, honestly, I think that that Heath Ledger essentially he's he's the Tupac of of villains. Like essentially, his greatness is dependent upon him dying right before it happens. Uh, okay, we're not even gonna <laughs> fight about the Joker and Killmonger anymore. Are you fucking saying that Tupac isn't great without being dead? No, See? I'm not saying that. See? I'm saying that. See, that's what I said. What I'm saying is this. Thank you for saying what I was thinking. What I'm saying is this. I love Tupac. I grew up on Tupac. Uh huh. But there's no question that Biggie is a better lyricist. There's no question that Jay is a better lyricist. There are much better rappers. His his death is part of the mythos of who he is. It it blows him up and it makes him who he is. It's what it's. So Tupac sees Herculean. So what you're saying? So Tupac hits 55. He's no longer he's no longer in the in the top whatever. Tupac needs to be a young man. He well, let needs me put to it da- stay a young man forever. Let me put it in like in like in like white mainstream music perspective for you. What the oh. hell what the hell was Nirvana going to do? No, 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 no. Listen, you don't uh-huh. have like, to Like where the, where the hell was Nirvana going to Oh, no, no. Go? Tupac v Biggie. I'm already you don't need to break that down for me at all. <laughs> I've always been Biggie over Tupac. But I've it's, never But, it, but I, I mean, but it's the me, same kind of situation. Take, yeah. Like Kurt right, Cobain right. had to die in order for Nirvana to become so legendary. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get that what you're also, saying. How wow, many times you are can not you making rhyme? it easier for Dan over here. Yeah, Good boy. God. I love Tupac, I'm, I'm just going to sit back a little bit, guys. I'm not saying Nirvana wasn't good, but I mean, you, you know either, what? You I feel a little dizzy. You either die a hero. Yeah. Uh, you know many, what I'm saying? Listen, how many ways can you rhyme penitentiary? <laughs> with elementary. You know, it's 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 for real. And then when you know the same thing with with Heath is that's why I didn't tell you about this beforehand. I wanted. I, I wanted, really wish you had because I would have come a little bit more <laughs> well armed. Dance over here this like, conversation. And I, I, I love I'm, Heath's performance. It's, I'm clutching my pearls over here. <laughs> oh, oh my stars and garters. It's iconic <laughs> in its own way, but it's a it's a quirk fest. It's, I mean, the weird thing where he's like talking with the smacking thing where it sounds like he's about to try to sell me smuckers or something. <laughs> I don't know what that is about. Like, and it, it's it, the. That's the, genius. That's what that's about. Yeah, it's okay. because he's crazy. It's, no, it's because of the prosthetics on his face made it impossible for him to move his mouth the right way. So he adapted that into it to make it creepy instead of just off putting and weird. That, it, that's, see, it read creepy to you, off putting and weird to me. It's just like why? Why is he talking? I like mean, this? I think, I think that as I've had some time to process that statement, mm-hmm. um, and I've thought about it for a long time, and I do think that Heath Ledger doesn't win the Oscar mm-hmm. if he was if he had lived. I, I don't. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think his death plays into because I thought his role was was phenomenal before he died. I thought that character was phenomenal before he died. And I know. And no, I, no, 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 no. Back up. You hadn't seen the movie before he died. He died before the movie released. Yeah, days, days, days before. before. But he died days before the movie released. 
And I is and that? Wait a minute, really? I'm yeah. Ab- yes, I was like, so I've had I've had time to process oh, this God, piece I've here. Been, I've been brainwashed. Well, and it's a thing too. It was like, and here's the thing: if you remove the Dark Knight from his li- from his roster, his next biggest movie is Brokeback Mountain, which was not exactly which was Oscar nominated. It, no, no, it was, <laughs> it was, but it was not. It was, it was not great. It was not what? It was, it was not, it was not the. It, it, it was not. It was not going to make him this level. I mean, this. No, that this, was the movie that made people go, "Oh, this guy is a real actor, not just a pretty face from uh, Ten, Ten Things I Hate About You, you. Yeah. And, right?" And The Knight's Tale, right? Like that's what pe- proves to people the that record, the guy can act. I love The Knight's Tale. No, there is like never. And I there love is, Ten Things I Hate There about is you. never a time when The Knight's Tale is like on. If I'm like, if I if I'm somewhere with cable and I'm like flipping through channels, I'm like. I'm going to stop and watch okay, this movie but, right now. Right. Let's back this up at three ticks because we're talking about performance. Yes. Right. Okay. We're talking about performance of a character. Now, right. the An Joker actor, has been played by dozens of people mm-hmm. over the years. And between animated series, between movies, between it doesn't TV exactly appearances. Does matter. Right. I mean, there, there's been a lot of different takes on the Joker, not mm-hmm. to mention all the different takes in comic books on the character. Yeah. yeah. Killmonger is a character that most people haven't really been exposed to. Yeah. Not nearly as much as the Joker. Nowhere close. Yeah. Right. And Heath Ledger did something that nobody expected, put an original twist on this character. Michael B. Jordan did a great job, but he showed up and was Michael B. Jordan. It was more than that. Um, I mean, this is going to be one of those weird episodes where me and Dan agree. Here's the thing. I mean, it was like, did the human torch get some new scarification? I think it was more than (laughs) just simply Michael B. Jordan. I think that when it comes to Heath Ledger's Joker, he put his own stamp on it, but I think each person has put their own stamp on it. Personally, I Yeah, but it's I gone like great Jack and it's Nich- gone poorly. I like Jack Nicholson's better, but... You Mark know. Hamill's <gasps> the best Joker. Let's just go ahead and get that out that's of the way. That's just me. I just Wait, like, what? Mark Hamill, anima- Batman the Animated yeah. Series. Oh, no. animated, okay. But, that's the you know, joke. I just thought right. Heath Ledger's was just a quirk vest, you know? It's, it was, <gasps> it was I, I mean, it was, no. it was charismatic. It was, you know, it was charismatic. Sure. You know, Here's, did, did you at any point look at that character and say that's Heath Ledger? Yeah. No, I was, and no. I kept, because to me, that's the Joker kept, shining through. You don't see any Heath Ledger asking, in that. Why is he talking like that? I kept asking, why is the guy from, from 10 things I hate about you talking like he's trying to sell me smuckers? It does not, it did not <laughs> register. He did. He was not. He didn't intimidate me at all. Like I didn't feel a level of intimidation with him. I just felt like. Did okay. you feel a level of intimidation from Killmonger? Absolutely. See, I didn't. I didn't. There what? was there was nothing about him. I mean, like brute strength, sure. Like he he came in loud and guns blazing. Yeah. But like he didn't psychologically frighten me. I and the Joker that, psychologically frightens people. I think he frightened yeah. me. Heath Ledger's performance of the Joker, Joker I, psychologically frightens people. Killmonger frightened me because I could see people following him. Like, the, the one of the things that the Joker okay. had that, that never quite made sense to me in that film, that Heath Ledger's, is he had this endless supply of people who were willing to give their lives up for him, mm-hmm. but I never saw why. Like, what was it about him that just made these dudes just faithful to the point where they would just give up their lives? Phone bombs in their stomachs. Well, I mean, okay, but I'm just saying. No, no, I mean, no, I'm I'm, I'm supporting your point. I'm agreeing. Why would you execute that? I think in that universe, I think in that universe, he opened up the door for the, I mean, he opened 
up the possibility for those that felt the same that were like, yes, chaos and disorder and anarchy. And, and it's Gotham. I feel this way too. And it's Gotham. <laughs> but see, and that's in the that thing, universe, it, that worked. And that was yeah, enough for people to follow to be, him. A fictional Gotham universe for that to work, whereas well, but the other Killmonger, thing- I feel like his rhetoric would resonate with people, and it, it resonates to the point where people are there are people who are not ironically saying Killmonger was right when you, that should totally be an ironic thing because it's like saying Magneto was right. Um, no, he's a clear villain, mm-hmm. but he's able to present his case and argue his case in such a way and use the right buzzwords and say, hit the right emotional key, st- key, key points to, to get people to go over to his side and they would realize way after the fact that, oh shit, I backed the wrong person. Well, well so, okay, so here's the thing with that though is because you make the Hitler comparison and I think where Killmonger messes up is that, yes, he's very charismatic and he says the right things and he, and he paints this pretty picture. And like you said, you could see people following him, but then when he loses his shit and chokes out the woman and burns the herbs, like that's like we, in, in American history, well, in world history, we didn't see public displays of Hitler losing his shit. And I feel like Killmonger kind of gave public displays of losing his shit. And that, brings down the charisma factor. Not only that, but okay, going back to, to how Joker supplies all of his people. I also can't believe see... that I just like defended Hitler somewhat <laughs> in a weird way. In the, the bank scene in the beginning, we see that none of these guys know that they're working for him. They just know somebody's paying them to show up and rob this bank. Bank? In the, in the, the back scene. opening of the Dark Knight. Oh, I thought he kills all of the yeah, guys yeah, yeah, working yeah. with him, takes Black. off the mask, puts his head out the window, and the, does the whole thing. Um, so there's that. And then he goes and takes on the mob bosses, all the gangs, and okay. gets See, control of all organized crime in Gotham. That's where he gets his where troops. where it falls apart for me. This, that's where it falls apart for me. Batman doesn't kill, but a mob guy should just be able to pop this dude in the head like that. Problem solved. You coming in talking crazy and pop and the Joker and next scene. That made so no we're sense. getting we've kind of gotten all over the place here. <laughs> That's uh, where it fell apart for me. I think I think now I'm 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 going to try to draw. I don't think I think getting to the getting to a group of Can I ask you one question? Sure. Do you think had he not died? Heath Ledger still would have been nominated for the Oscar. Probably. Do you think Michael B. Jordan will be nominated? No. No. There you go. But, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, no, 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 no. I need, no, I need that. It's not very, that simple. Right. I need that. But there's, there's. <laughs> the Academy, the Academy is a bit problematic when it comes to <laughs> nominating certain people. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think. Hey, hey, hey. Jordan Peele was a really big step on yeah. Sunday night. It was yeah. a good step. But Congratulations. Good step. Yeah. That's one. Out of a 90-year history okay, where only four, but, but, four but, black guys were nominated and he happened to be the one to win in 90 years. That, that's what I'm... Yeah, I think I think that you get to a whole lot of other pieces and parts when you start to draw that comparison. Here's what I'm going to say. I think for performance, to d- having to make the decision today and based off everything that I'm hearing, I think, I think, it, I think it still goes to Heath Ledger. But, but... That is an, at least an, a, d- a decent part to do with the fact that Heath Ledger's performance has been dissected and put through and all this other kind of fun stuff. It may very well be that, like you said, after seeing after seeing it a bit more, after learning a little bit more, mm-hmm. also just the sheer type of character listen. is going to lend itself. Th- that may change over time. Listen, with what you're doing right now, 
this isn't a movie review and this is something new that we're doing. You write down everybody's pick and then we tally it up at the end. I'm and the, we I'm, pick a winner at the end. I'm, I'm, we're not doing this group decision, I, group I, agreement yeah, crap. I'll this is this. a debate. I, I'll <laughs> say this um, to everybody's point, to the because I'm going to switch sides for a moment. Sure. For the Joker side of things, um, Michael B. Jordan has said quite openly yeah. that that Heath Ledger's Joker uh, that's right. yeah. is a reference point for his character for the mm-hmm. way that right. he created his character. So I see, I don't, so, I don't see that. I didn't I, I don't see well, subtle, it's, subtle aspects. Yeah. Of it. Right, right. I mean he's not he can't model it after the Joker. It's a very different bad it's guy. It's a different, right, right, different right, character. Right. But, but yeah. I don't know that there is a superhero villain since the Joker. Right. Th- since the Dark Knight, since Heath Ledger's Joker that hasn't looked at that in some way. Yeah. You know, that hasn't looked at that for, I mean, it is, I mean, whether you agree with it or not, it is the supervillain performance. I mean, you know, if you're going to start ranking movie bad guys, Heath Ledger's Joker transcends the superhero genre. It transcends, you know what I mean? Like you're getting up into like Hannibal Lecter levels before you start to find, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that. And again, you, that may not be completely fair. Maybe that is because of his death, but that's, that is still... I mean, it's, it's, it's up there. Like I said, the I'm, not, I'm, the not, I'm not hating on it. I'm a reasonable person, but I do think that it's like, it's like the Illuminati, that last album when, honestly, everybody knows that Me Against the World should have been his, the, his actual best one. <laughs> it's like it's only popping because he died. And yeah. and I, like I said, it, it was a great a, a great performance, and it was you know dope and all that. But I just don't. I didn't find it even when I watched it at the time. I didn't find it to be that intimidating. I was like, okay, well that that was a choice. He so made a strong choice. So the last two, I think, Machiavelli. You mean? Yes. No. Both. Both. I was like that was a, that was a strong choice, huh? Uh, okay. So I sure. think the last two are going to kind of go. Uh, I, I can kind of guess which way these end up kind of landing. Hmm. The first one, the next one being uh, who you identify with, who's got a more, who's the more sympathetic villain. Um, and then the last one would be their legacy, which again is kind of, both are kind of unfair given the, given the process here, but these are the categories. I was trying to think if I was comparing two bad mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. what I would use. So I think for the, I think the identify with, I think you're right. I think one of the most terrifying things about Killmonger and his, his thing is that, there are a lot of people, not just like one or two friends. Like you, you've seen a decent number of people who came out of there feeling like Killmonger was right, and that that number one speaks I've, to a great performance by Michael B. Jordan and a great script and a great movie, but also speaks to the way that they managed to make this character relatable to a level that is a little uncomfortable. I also think that it speaks to sexism um, because. The things that Killmonger was saying and being like batshit about, Nakia, Nakia was, was saying, saying the whole time, and actually saying it in a way that was actually actionable and something a way that that expressed so, empathy. Fun well, it, fact: <laughs> never, I did not realize that until just now. Yeah. Really? That, well, I, I mean, think about it. It's but, the, the very beginning of the movie when he brings her back from her oh, mission no. and they're talking about it, and he, you're you absolutely know, correct. And I she's just, like, "I want to, you know, I, I we can do this. We can, we can." Do, and, and he's like, "Push all." And then Killmonger well, comes in, and all the elders are like, "Oh, mm-hmm, yeah. you here's know the thing. I, mean? I, I like, think she she was planting the seeds, and he was already starting to turn that way because she has her ways of convincing him of things mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's in love with her. 
but he was already headed towards that path, I think, before Killmonger even entered the scene. I don't think that's he the was. problem. Killmonger was going no, after the wrong I, guy. Oh no, the entire I, I, time. I disagree completely because Killmonger showing up and and saying what he's saying and bringing to light. I mean, it's 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 the perfect storm of T'Challa finding out what his father did and and realizing mm-hmm. how how wrong like the legacy of Wakanda has been the entire time and how mm-hmm. selfish and how you know non-inclusive it's been. I'm not, I'm not saying then, that that d- didn't help him on this journey as well. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think because I really think that he like poo-pooed Nakia and was like, just come here, stay here. We have everything. Everything's great. Wakanda is great. It's the best country. It's the greatest country. Oh. And then, and then, and then, you know, now all of a sudden he's got his cousin that he never knew existed mm-hmm. and this horrid past. And he, f- you can see he feels so terrible that right. this, that this child was raised and, and and had to deal with this and exactly and and that changes his mind that is the but like, like I said no, Killmonger is no, going after the wrong guy Forest T'Chaka is his enemy I I was I get what you're, where you're saying I'm somewhere in the kind of in the <laughs> middle of where, where where you guys are I think that ultimately. I think that T'Challa, when he hears Nakia, I'm not. I don't think that he dismisses her. I think that he he listens, but ultimately decides to go with tradition because he's been raised to go with tradition. I, I think that Killmonger has to come along and tear down his idea of what his father has been to him and what his father meant to him and what tradition has meant to mm-hmm. him in order for him to be open enough to really hear what Nakia is saying. And I say, think if the dude had at least a week on the job, he might have figured some stuff out. That's all I'm saying. Okay, let this me- guy comes in, hold on, this guy comes in on like his first week on the job as leader of this country. Obviously, there are things that he doesn't know that have been going on. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend is trying to lead him on the right path. And he's already had his experiences from Civil War. I think given a little bit of time, he and especially his sister, he would have tweaked his his vision for the future of Wakanda no matter what. Now, Michael B. Jordan, or, uh, Killmonger showing up accelerates that process. Absolutely. But I don't think that it's 100% essential. And he says, I've been waiting my whole life to kill you. I killed all these people. All these scars represent a death so that I could kill you. Why would he want to kill T'Challa? Because he's like the boy. T'Challa who, he's like the didn't boy do anything lived. to him. T'Chaka killed his father. T'Chaka killed his father, yes, but first you, of all, T'Chaka's dead. And right? Killmonger knows that because that was very public. Right. And number two, T'Challa is the boy that got the opportunity that Killmonger didn't get because that was ripped away from him by his own people. Right. So, so let me ask so this yes, question. So yes, T'Challa is very obviously his he's enemy. He's the kid okay. with the silver spoon in his mouth. Okay, here's the question. I think this really is what settles this here. If Killmonger is not a bad guy, if 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 T'Challa finds out about what his father did, about the whole thing, finds out all of that information without Killmonger, does T'Challa still decide to open the borders of Wakanda? I don't. Mm. Well, yeah, no, because so. well, because he can't because he would have to find because Killmonger always has to be a factor in finding out what his father did. No, no, not if not if because, well, because T'Challa, not if Zuri comes well, forward. Yeah, it, not if Zuri it. comes forward and says what happened. Think about it, T'Challa. But but that's the thing is that T'Challa is not as upset about T'Chaka killing his own brother as he is about why did you leave the child behind? That's the main point. Well, yeah. is T'Challa is so upset that you left the child behind. Okay, so right, Zuri, Zuri could have told him all of that. Right, and they find, and it turns but out that instead think, of... you honestly think that Zuri would have? That's Here's not the, the point. No, 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 no. That's not, that's Here's not the, the point. Thing. In his vision, in his, when he talked to his dad... Hang on. Go ahead. 
the 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 question I'm asking here is Zuri. Let's say the Zuri comes forward and says, "Look, I've got to tell you something." Blah blah blah, yada yada yada. There's this kid who's living in Compton, and now Killmonger's fucking working at a shoe store as an accountant, or is something else like that. But is still living out there, you know, without all of the revenge stuff going on. If Black Pan, if T'Challa finds out all of this information and finds that this kid had been left, does he? Does that still motivate him? No. To open the borders no, of Wakanda? No, because no, but no, because he has to see what the effect was if Killmonger had just grown up to be a regular dude working in it like oh boohoo my dad died now I'm sad but you know I kind of work in a sneaker store and everything's kind of okay he had to see the horrific transformation that that so, had to, let me finish my thought yeah, he had to see, he had to see what the effect was on Killmonger he had to see what the consequences of his father's actions were on Killmonger to change his mind all right so he no had, he had to see that yes I think Eventually, maybe. maybe. And maybe. Okay. Like, okay. And the, the only reason I say maybe is obviously we're dealing in the world. You with, can go with, next, Dan. With Avengers and stuff. So right. he's already being pulled into the world mm-hmm. in a way that he that no other Wakandan had been pulled into. No other Black Panther has gotten gotten pulled into world events the way that T'Challa has. Right. So he's already some some people. He already let Bucky in. Yeah. Right. Like, what? <laughs> But, okay, so he has this vision with the, the heart-shaped herb where they, they bury him and everything. He talks to his dad. Right. His dad tells him it is hard for a king to be a good man. Or, or it's hard for a good man to be king. Hard for a good man to be king. So he comes out of it. Hey, Zuri, why would my dad say that? Could you tell me about some of the challenges that he faced so that I might be prepared for them? Oh, well, yeah, he actually had to kill his brother and leave the kid behind. He did what now? Boom. That's all it takes. <laughs> That's all it takes. Okay. I still don't. I don't think. I still don't think that changes his mind. I still don't think that makes him open up the borders. I think it makes no, him have because some he serious, is a good man. I think it makes him have some serious conversations about how much he loved his dad. <laughs> I it, think it brings up a big existential crisis about like you know. Actually, I think can, I think Forrest actually may have hit the hammer on the head. I think while that definitely would have pushed it pretty far, yeah. I think the Avengers and the and Thanos. Let's say when Thanos shows up, even if Thanos wasn't aiming at Wakanda, I think there's enough global threats that eventually T'Challa has to look around and be like, "All right, man, I can't." I can't be sitting on yeah, but that's all a diff- of this. That's a different Has anybody noticed that in the Infinity War trailer, Cap is wearing Killmonger's vest? Killmonger's vest? Yeah, his little bulletproof vest thing that he's got on here. Cap's wearing that in the trailer with his new Wakandan shield. Yeah, That's, huh. that's dark. Yeah. Where did he get the vest? Did he get that in Wakanda? He's also, I would assume he got it off the corpse. He's also, no, no, no. <laughs> what I'm asking is, was Killmonger wearing that before he got to Wakanda? Yeah. Yeah. That's what he wore to Wakanda. That's dark. Yeah. Hmm. Listen. So well, he's got a beard now. Putting it out there. That's true. <laughs> this is dark cap. Anyway, what's what what are what what category are we on? Because we talked identifying with who said no, we I talked think, about Killmonger the whole time. Okay, yeah. so right. I don't think I mean I don't know how I don't know how much sympathy you have for for the Joker's plight. We'll go around. Right. Well, okay, so go around because I have a very I have a very unique perspective on this category as well. Go for it. So I sympathize more with Killmonger. Which again, he wins this category, which makes him lose this category. Because I don't sympathize with the Joker. That makes him scarier. That makes him scarier. That makes yeah. him a better villain to me. No, I agree my on. subjective view of this is because sure. I because I and I get and I get what you're saying with the it's frightening because you can see people following him. Mm-hmm. 
and, and you know, that makes sense, but somebody but, just wanting to watch the world burn is pretty scary too. Yeah. Like to me, the, like, because I sympathize more with Killmonger, that makes Joker the better villain. See the, 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 the because reason again, I maintain I'm that sorry, I, no, you're, I'm, you're, I maintain that, that yes, obviously like his actions are really, really screwed up, but he, but his overall, uh, it's, I don't know. Like, yes, I understand that he wants to do horrible militant things, but at the core, his vision's not wrong. The execution is wrong. You know what I mean? His, 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 his core vision is stop hoarding all of the this. kernel of the idea is right. It, but yeah. it's a very, very, it's, it's very core kernel. <laughs> yeah. It explodes into well, that nasty piece of black popcorn like at the bottom of the bag well, that you yeah. don't want to eat. But, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, it with, with Killmonger it's definitely something that, that could have been noble, but it's corrupted. Yeah. He's been corrupted by his, by being left, by being abandoned, mm-hmm. by having grown up as a, a person marginalized. All of these, these things have corrupted him. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with the Joker is I get that for some it would be scarier for, for there to just be some guy who just wants to watch it burn. Here, the reason why I don't find that as scary is because you can spot the guy who just wants to watch it burn. Mm-hmm. You can see that coming. You can take that out. I don't think so. I, to me, I can see it coming. I think in real life we've seen how you don't see that person coming. Yeah. Yes. Have we? Yeah. Because, oh. I mean, Dude. even when it comes to the... <laughs> Careful. We even when out, it we're co- staying out of that. I mean, even I mean, if we're we're in Florida, even if it comes to that, so many people saw it coming. No, not, not enough people, to stop it though. Not That's in, what makes it scary. Not many people did anything about it. Well, that's enough. But a lot of people saw it coming. All right, so I think this dovetails then into the our our last one, uh, which is legacy. And so, I mean, Kim Longer ain't got no legacy. He 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 killed the herbs, man. Yeah. Like, took out his chance at a legacy. <laughs> well, I don't mean... But I don't then again, the Joker doesn't really have a legacy either because right. who the hell was he? And now he's dead and... I think I we're thinking more of beyond real the, world legacy of yeah, these characters. Beyond, right. Beyond the beyond the movie, what kind of a legacy does he leave? What kind of an uh, imprint does he leave? Oh, that's a tough one. And I don't think we... Well, here's the thing. This is, this is not... Again, I, I, I was trying to think of categories that would go beyond just looking at these two. Yeah. Because for these two, I think it's pretty obvious that the Joker has got a humongous, massive legacy mm-hmm. and it's hard to say... Yeah, it's that's, pre- that's pre-existing, however, but if you... Look well, we don't know what Killmonger's legacy will be But yet. I think that it, we can we can, we can can deduce that it's going to be huge because of all the records that this movie is already breaking. Right. I will you know say what I mean? This. It will not be the first time that DC blew a lead. Just saying. <laughs> Here, here's my thought. Wait, ex- uh, wait explain. Uh, DC had a huge lead with the... Christopher Nolan Batman movie. Yeah. yeah. And Marvel came with basically a C list of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Loki. <laughs> Loki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And murked the game. <laughs> a C list. Dude, no, you're not. You're Guardians not. of the Galaxy. Like, yeah, like that. We're living in the world. Nobody expected that to work. And I, listen, I love Black Panther, but we're living in the world where Black Panther outsold a movie with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. That's not the content's fault. <laughs> no. That has no, no, it is not. That has nothing to do with the content and everything to do with the creation and the execution. Absolutely, because <laughs> because Wild Black Panther is, is amazing. It should have it should not have beaten Justice League. Nope. Sure it should have. not have beaten. There's no no way in the world. Batman versus Superman. Superman. There's no way in the no. That, that should, if you had told me ten years ago, I'm like, what? Listen, what I have think you been DC's, been, DC's been <laughs> dropping the ball for a minute. You may have to go back farther than ten years. There was never but, a ball, man. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the they thing: they were playing I, badminton this whole time. Like, <laughs> I think when we look back on this film, though, we're going to look back at 
Nakia and Okoye and Shuri and Cherie and Black Panther and and I think I don't think that Killmonger is going to be the part that people remember in ten years. I, here's here's why I think that that he will be. Essentially, when I when I kind of alluded to the fact that we're having kind of a very open dialogue that yeah. usually is an internal one, what you're essentially seeing with with Killmonger versus T'Challa and just Killmonger versus Wakanda in general is a conversation about what it means to be African, both on the continent and outside of the continent. Mm -hmm. How does your experience shape you if you grow up in a world where you're enriched? How does your experience shape you if you grow up in a world where you're oppressed? Yeah. How do you see yourself and how do you value yourself when you're connected to... And it's even more... It's it's even more telling um, that Killmonger be actually blood related mm-hmm. to him. That yeah, to which have, they redconned. Yeah, to have that that connection right. to your home severed. Mm-hmm. How does that affect you? How does that throw you off? How does that corrupt certain things? If that's completely where you spiral off, that's the reason why there's a philosophical debate. That there'll there'll always be a philosophical debate about Killmonger versus T'Challa, and why people will be like, "Well, he was kind of right in this instance," because it kind of speaks to that certain debate. Mm-hmm. And I think where Nakia kind of addresses that in a really in a progressive way, saying, "This is how we bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. This is actually how we move forward to actually do that," because. You can say, oh, I want to do this, but if you're coming at it from a place that's corrupted, if you're coming at it from a place of toxic masculinity, it, it's not going to work as well as if you come from a different place that's, that's more progressive. So I, I think that definitely when we look back on this film, there'll be people that are dissecting the, the hell out of this. Mm-hmm. There already are. I mean, we're already looking at not just film critics, but like people for the Atlantic writing stories about it, people for the New Yorker writing stories about it. It's going to be in the lexicon. Absolutely. I, I completely agree on every point of that, but I still think people are going to look back at it and more as an ensemble piece mm-hmm. than this amazing performance. I think the point. And when I, you look back at Dark Knight, you don't think about Batman. Exactly. You think about this amazing performance exactly. by Heath Ledger. And then that's the thing too. Is the only thing that makes the Dark Knight the Dark Knight mm-hmm. is Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. And and if we think also about the scene in the Dark Knight where uh, he's in being interrogated, the Joker's being interrogated by Batman. Right. The beauty of that scene is the only person that breaks the law is Batman. Right. Yeah, no, I think so. It, it's it's very similar in a lot of those ways. I just think, I mean, listen, I, I think that Heath Ledger's performance was brilliant, but I think that there's a lot of mythos wrapped up in The Dark Knight that you can't separate it from, which is why it'll always get an edge out because A, it existed first, but there's just a lot of myth. Not I actually only, don't know that it'll always get an edge out. Not not only is it with Heath Ledger dying first, then you have the war shooting happening around it. There's so much tied up around it but i think when you strip it away i mean you have a solid performance a charismatic performance that's great and i think if we're probably if we're talking just acting performance then i i i'll be okay with somebody thinking it but i think when i'm when i say that i think killmonger is better than the joker i'm talking about the actual characters i think that what ryan coogler did with the black panther and this is reason i know you said that you normally don't give anything above a seven for originality. Mm -hmm. I think what Ryan Coogler did with Black Panther is so far beyond the source material 
and the way that he retconned all of that, it paid homage to the source material, but he fixed so much. He fixed so much that it's like... Stan Lee and Jack Kirby did not imagine this. Yeah. <laughs> this is not... I mean, it's it's kind of how, like, you know, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby get credit for the whole... The X-Men representing the Malcolm philosophy versus the Martin philosophy, but mm-hmm. you really didn't see that until Chris the Chris Claremont run. Right, like, yeah, that, wasn't, that was one that came out right at the game. <laughs> like, they had this idea, but what Ryan Coogler did is he said, okay, I'm going to take this from the original, I'm going to take this from the Hudlin run, I'm going to take this from the Priest run, but I'm going to actually fix it and fashion it into something that has a larger commentary to it. I think that just the way that he crafted that character and the way that he retconned that character, the way he retconned Nakia, all of these people, which I, you're going to have to look at it in an ensemble because he took, took such care with all yeah. of the people. Oh, yeah. And like, even to the point where one of the things that people have talked about is the fact that when you look at the women characters. Yeah, it's better than one, Wonder Woman. This is one of the few times where you have... Take. No, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not even... You have four different female archetypes. Mm-hmm. That are operating in the same movie, yeah. That are their own. People oh, there we go. Okay, that operate in. No, I, was trying, I was trying to throw my head like one, two, oh. three. Wait, oh, there it is. Four. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. That At I, least, <laughs> yeah. That operate. So I'm saying this guy took so much care, care with each character that yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna have to be taken as as an ensemble, but. That aside, I think the care that he put into crafting Killmonger and what he made him represent and how he brought that together, I think that character is going to shine because it's the center of one of the ideological debates. There are other ones, though. I mean, with Nakia and Okoye, you have traditionalism versus uh, innovation, mm-hmm. you know, you, operating at the same time. Even when he talks about the reason I wasn't asking you if you had watched that kind of notes on the scene, and if anybody's out there that wants to really get into how deep Brian Coogler got into this, there's a I want to say he did it for Vanity Fair, but it's on YouTube where he does uh, it's called Notes on the Scene, and he goes through and breaks down the casino scene, and he talks about the fact that when he had them entering the room, he has Nakia in green. He has black. He has T'Challa in black, and he has Okoye in red, mm-hmm. representing the colors of the Pan African flag. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the, and for those people who don't know about the Pan African flag, it's the whole red, black, and green thing. The red is supposed to be for the blood. The the black is for the people. The green is for the land. You have Okoye being that warrior for the blood. You have T'Challa being the black for the kingdom for the people, and Nakia the green for the the nurturing, for the land that that nurtures you and moves you forward. Mm -hmm. Then you have, um, wasn't it, claw in blue to represent colonialism. Mm -hmm. Being, this is the level of storytelling that he's doing in this this film. He's having Okoye represent traditionalism by fighting with a spear and Akia representing innovation by fighting in a mixed bag of styles. When you have somebody that's putting that level of care into each character, nothing in this. He literally had them fighting for f- fighting for the freedom of Wakanda in an underground railroad, G. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Like, All right, so we need, uh, we need to wrap this one up. So here. what so we go. really should have done is Ryan Coogler versus uh, Ryan Nolan. Uh, yeah, Chris right. Nolan. That, a battle of the Ryans. That, yeah. I don't think that would have Battle of been. the directors. Yeah. I don't think that would have... 
I don't. I, I would have come down pretty hard on that one, though, yeah. and it wouldn't have gone in the favor. Of, All right, so give us like a so rough, give us like get, a rough tally. No, actually, you know what? As I as I've been thinking, I was thinking about what you said. I'm gonna leave this to. I'm gonna leave this to the listeners. Okay. I'm gonna leave this to the listeners to debate. Right. So let's do this. Like, the final thoughts in and and 15 seconds or less. Final thoughts as you now that we've had this whole conversation. Uh, the Joker versus Killmonger. W- what are your final thoughts there, Liz? I still maintain that the Joker wins as the as the better villain. Because of the crazy factor, because of the chaos factor, because of the there is no purpose to this. He's evil for the sake of being evil. Mm-hmm. But I definitely understand the whole aspect of Killmonger is also very scary because he was about to lead a bunch of people into World War Three, essentially. Forrest, last th- final thoughts. Listen, I get I think it boils down to what do you consider scarier? What's what's scarier to you? If somebody kind of presenting ultimate chaos, just crazy off rip is scarier to you, then okay. My thing is, for, for me personally, if I see somebody like that, I know how to take them because I know not to have any expectations. You just, you just batch it. But somebody like Killmonger, somebody who can present himself as a reasonable person or as somebody having a point, but then flipping on you, that's scarier to me. And to me, that makes him a more complicated and a more nuanced villain. Dan? I would say, um, no disrespect to Killmonger, but as far as a performance of a villain, I'm going with the Heath Ledger Joker. Um, but I would say Black Panther is a better movie. Uh, so I think I think I want to land pretty firmly. I think th- I think for me personally, I think I land on the Joker being the be- just pure movie villain. I think... At a pure movie villain, I think he may edge out. I think in a real world situation, though, Killmonger is a much, is the much much bigger danger. Right. I also think that there's a. We're talking about movies where people wear capes. Right. <laughs> um, although there were no capes. Capes. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> but I think the other. Edna Mode said that capes are bad. I, 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 no I, capes. I'm not arguing with Edna. <laughs> uh, but I will also say that I think that one of the most challenging parts of the black of Black Panther is being able to understand it. Uh, from an outside perspective, coming mm-hmm. from something that is outside of the black experience, yeah, I think is a is a heavy factor in understanding and, and, and fully appreciating kind of everything that's going on in this film. And I think they did an amazing job of of communicating, of communicating that. That. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But I still think I think it's a challenge. And also, I also think I need to see Black Panther a couple more times. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. So, folks, but what I really want to know is, what do you think? Did, did Forrest manage? Because this Forrest came in with a pretty bold claim right here. Mm-hmm. Did Forrest manage to convince any of you? Did you think Killmonger was a better villain just from the beginning? Let us know your thoughts in the comments. And uh, if we catch anything that's particularly noteworthy, we will share it on next week's episode. So let's get some B-roll going on. Yeah. Cool. So for a B-roll, something that is not going to be uh, a very a terribly uh, divisive at all. I mean, this is this was pretty cut and dry, actually. Yeah. Uh, so there's this uh, game company, Insel Games, I N S E L, Insel Games. Uh, so here's the thing: for those of you who are not big on the computer gaming, that's fine. You don't have to be. Uh, let me just tell you right now: uh, if you don't, if if you have a computer game and it's not on a major platform, online platform, you're kind of doomed. So for some of the big, big ones, for your, your World of Warcraft, Starcraft, uh, 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 Overwatch, which we talk about all the time, mm-hmm. uh, they're from Blizzard, which is one of the largest game companies in the world. And so Blizzard has its own platform, and you download the Blizzard app on your computer, and then you play the games, and they launch them right out of the Blizzard app. Uh, if you're not a Blizzard game, then chances are you're sitting on Steam. 
Uh, and there's a few others, I should say. There's others out there, but we're keeping this, trying to keep this simple here. Sure. Uh, if you are a smaller developer and you're trying to get out there, you're trying to get your name out there, you're trying to get known, Steam is about your only really great option. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Steam is an online uh, app that you download, and then you can download a bunch of games inside of it. Uh, you can actually find some amazing old school games. Age of Empires is available through Steam. Mm-hmm. It's the best. <laughs> I love me some Age of Empires. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of those. I've been playing Civilization VI and obsessed with it. I mean, I've ignored my kids a whole bunch playing that game. So there's a whole bunch of uh, games you can pull down. So if you're not on a major platform, though, if you're waiting for somebody to walk through Best Buy and pick up a copy of your game, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so Insel Games uh, is a smaller game developer, put out some games that they've been trying to get some folks uh, up and excited about and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what the CEO did was he came out and he told his staff in an email, which was mistake number one, <laughs> that he expected all of them to purchase the game through Steam and then write a positive review of it, uh, thereby kind of getting the numbers up and getting more... Uh, attention drawn to it. He did say, however, that he that if they brought the re- that they had two real choices here, they could either purchase it, bring in the receipt, and get reimbursed, or if they didn't feel comfortable with that, all they had to do was schedule a one-on-one closed-door meeting with the CEO to explain why they were not going to do so. Huh? Sure. That sounds. So- that that's super friendly. Yeah. Oh, no power deficit in that. At all. No. Are no, there just, are there are there pencils involved in the one on one meeting? Just right. <laughs> just uh, just an honest conversation. Just want to know why uh, why don't you so and uh, in the email why do you hate us? Well, and this is the thing too is in the email that he sent out he said if you don't do this then jobs will be lost. Oh, that's not kosher. Uh, no. No, actually, you are correct. It is not kosher. You know who really a ra- doesn't? A rabbi definitely hasn't blessed that. Not no. at all. No. And, and you know who really didn't find any of this funny? Who's that? Is it Steam? Steam. Uh, Steam. Steam is owned by a company called Valve. Uh, so Valve then pulled all of the games, all of Insel's games off of, uh, off of steam. Good for steam. So jobs will be lost. Uh, yeah, I would assume, assume start with that guy. Uh, although he has said that he is appealing the decision, although he also admitted not even just in the email that went that, that, that leaked, <laughs> but he actually admitted that he did it. So I'm not sure what your basis for appeal is. Well, but here's, here's the thing though, is that, I mean, this is, this, this is steam taking a stand against, horrid business practices, horrible treatment of employees. Right. And and what needs to happen? Here's the ideal outcome. Here's the ideal outcome in this situation. Steam pulls all of Insul. This guy's got to resign. And then Steam lets them back in. I wonder if anybody's like threatened to rape this guy to death. Oh, what, that, what, 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 what? That, wait a minute. That, that is actually exactly uh, why we're covering we the story. And we just hit 10. <laughs> no, well, th- no, no, no. Let's be no, very no, clear. This, is, no, this no. goes back to something we've talked about quite a bit on the okay. show. Yep. Yeah, this is why you, I was wondering. You, you like that? I, fi- I, figured you proud you, of me? I figured you'd get where I was yeah. coming with it. So what we have here is shoddy game journalism. Okay. Yep. Uh, now, if you'll recall, you can reference uh, episode six, mm-hmm. uh, oh, Gamer, wow. Games Gates and Tim's on the Sips. Deep yep. cut, guys. Uh, you can also reference, I don't remember what episode it is, but 11 F-bombs. Yep. So Gamergate. Ah, okay. Gamergate. A whole thing started because uh, it was believed that I'm going to do this without getting pissed. Do you want me to do it? No, I'm going to do this without getting pissed. This is part of my healing it's not process. Work. It's not. The Gamergate started 
because uh, a young lady uh, published, or sorry, a young lady was dating a gaming journalist with, uh, I believe it was Kotaku, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was believed that she ha- was sleeping with him in order to get positive reviews for a game called Depression Quest, which was a free game. Somebody made a game about my life? Because nobody just has sex because they want to. Right. <laughs> uh, whereas where it was a free game that was supposed to help people understand what it was like to deal with depression. Huh. Uh, it was not supposed to be. There was. It was a free. There was no money involved. She just made the game to help people un- with depre- uh, with with who didn't suffer from depression understand what people suffer from depression is. So it's like because, an educational joint, right? It was an educational game, and a game is a strong term for it. They should have renamed it Trigger. Uh, right. Oh. Uh, so they uh, and we actually had our uh, former co-host Danielle, uh-huh. uh, who we love and miss very much, mm-hmm. um, actually went and downloaded it and tried it out and said it was a terrible game. Yeah. <laughs> um, which of course it was kind of supposed to be. So wait, what is it? It's just basically just like you, like like you keep laying in like- bed, po- pops up with two decisions: get up, don't. <laughs> yeah, and then you press get up and you stay there anyway. In, in case, I'm in, like, in case anybody wanted like, to know what depression was like. An Alanis Morissette song just it's game form. well, and it was and it was a text based game and it was a terrible game. Like it was not, but the point is that it was believed that she was sleeping with this Kotaku editor in order to get better reviews for her game. That spawned. Gamergate, uh, because her ex-boyfriend, this 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 girl's ex-boyfriend, published this. I think manifesto is probably the easiest. I think the most accurate mm-hmm. term for it, uh-huh. outlining his accusations uh, and all of the terrible things that she did that he believed that she did, uh, which is what then spawned uh, a, a, a whole. I mean, everything else. Thousands of people to stalk her and threaten her with things like raping her to death. Uh, her her information was doxed. Uh, mm-hmm. And there was a story about one gentleman who called her father and explained to her father that he was going to rape her to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's nothing compared to the things that she personally was threatened with and is still probably threatened with to this day, yeah. which then spiraled out and created a whole bunch of other women who had the audacity to be involved in gaming journalism or being involved in geek culture. And they have, I mean, it's a very How regular thing. But they, so. in the end, basically, the judge said to her, just don't go online. Right. <sighs> So, oh, now I understand why you said the word fuck 11 times. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just said it 50. Yeah. So the uh, so that was an example of what happens when how, how the how gaming or fans of gaming games mm-hmm. uh, react to poor journalistic practices. Yeah, because or doctoring reviews in general or doctoring reviews or sleeping for good reviews. So what I'm wanting to know is whether or not they have made similar threats against the CEO. Yeah. Spoilers. No. Um, Wait, does this guy have a penis? Uh, So these can be safe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's same thing with, with, uh, with, I mean, we see it in comics, uh, you know, the, the women are just hit with all kinds. If you look at the woman's who writes comics, their Twitter feed is full of, Gross stuff like that mm-hmm. on the regular, on the regular, as opposed to other guys, to guys writing comics. How many dick I'm pics has Stanley received? That really is the question. <laughs> I'm, gonna bring, I'm gonna bring this. I'm gonna bring this back a little bit so. because now, so to to date, how how recent is this? Is this within oh, this? just dropped? Just dropped. Okay, so he may not be receiving gross, disgusting threats about, you know, he might be, I mean, he might be, but he might also be, however, and I know that you're kid and I know that you're joking, but I don't think that we can really sit here and say anymore. Like, Oh, well, he's a man. He's going to be fine. Because I think very recently we have seen in our culture, 
that we are speaking out against men that, that Oh no 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 I'm not saying that he's not going to be fi- that he's going to be fine as far as his job is concerned I'm just saying that he's going to be fine as far as nerds calling him up and threatening him Um actually I think there's a good chance that he'll be fine Yeah I think that as, as far much, as his job is concerned as far as uh, no, 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 let's be clear. I don't know Ensel, uh, let me, Ensel let me, Games is going to go bankrupt Yeah the job let's is going to be, be let's be 100% clear uh, here no, I don't mean job but I mean industry wise because here's what what I've seen at least so far is nobody ever gets canceled. As much as we'll speak out against these men who do these heinous things, two, three years, they get a chance to re Listen, Mel Gibson was in a family uh, <laughs> yeah. a family movie this, this year. This Christmas. This yeah. past Christmas. And I mean, I remember when he said that he hoped his the girlfriend at the time would get raped by a quote unquote pack of N words. Yeah. Yeah. So a pack of oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did that? that she N-words? got it. She got it. Okay. No, yeah. I got it. Yeah. I misunderstood what he said at first. I thought he said inwards, and I was uh, like, like inside. Like, like, I was like, what? I had of innards. No, no, no. I like, get raped by a pack of innards. Like I'm thinking, <laughs> <What>? like, <laughs> that's happening. Like a spleen, you know, some intestinal tracts. Anyway. I'm there with you. I'm with you now. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, the, I haven't really. I'm. Hoping we need to cancel Mel Gibson again. I ho- I hope that there is a change in our society where there are lasting effects to to horrible behavior. But I lasting I, effects, yeah. But what I'm seeing is a lot of performative correction. A lot of performative. Oh, we're we're gonna not let James Franco get nominated for an Oscar, or oh, we're gonna not we're gonna. Wait, what, can, did, can, what did Franco do? Uh, he, you know, he was the. There's been uh, him offering roles to girls that he was trying to sleep with at his acting school. A stereotypical sleaze bullshit. Yeah. Then there was the whole thing. Remember, like a few mu- a few years a year or two ago, where he was caught on Twitter or Instagram trying to DM the 17 year old girl in the Ooh. UK. Mm. Um, so that was which Franco? James. 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 Not Aww. baby Franco. The artiste. Oh, um, <laughs> I feel I feel like Baby Franco is probably a lot more wholesome. I mean, even with really? Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, I love Weinstein Baby Franco. He's so cute. Weinstein stepped down, but he still has the ownership stake in the company. So, I mean, they're oh, going out of business. They're selling. He's going to well. get a payday. So, so what I'm my guess, and I, and I want to be clear here. I am not suggesting that I wished uh, that I wish for those horrible things to happen to this person. Yeah, I'm. I'm wishing that these terrible things would stop happening to these other people. Yes. And want to make sure that that I think part of this is for us to become aware and to stay aware of the fact that there is a very, very different experience uh, for people based on who they are and where they come from. And I mean, we talk about gender here, but you can draw the same lines around sexual orientation, Mm -hmm. around uh, uh, race, around gender, around age, around a lot of other factors where you will get, where where the discrimination happens all the time. And I do believe, uh, while I try very hard to keep all of the politics and all the other crap outside of this particular show, we do still have a responsibility to number one, uh, uh, step up and speak out against these things when we see them happen, when they touch our sphere, mm-hmm. which is why mm-hmm. we're not we're not discussing Weinstein or Kevin Spacey or these. We're staying in our lane. I think that's important for us as a show to do. But when these things happen in our in our sphere, then I think we have an obligation to step up yeah. and say something about it. We talked about Joss. Uh, exactly. Uh, which broke my heart, but yes, yeah. we did. Uh, and I think that the other half of this, though, uh, is that there is a need for 
responsible journalism and responsible practices with online stuff. I mean, this is a different variation on the same thing with the same thing that that's happening with Rotten Tomatoes. My whole question about this so, whole about this whole thing is, how did you think that was ever going to fly? How did you think it that wasn't that was, a well thought out? Like, plan. how did this dude think? Like, oh yeah, I know this solid plan. I'm going to blackmail everyone. This will go well. Well, you could. I you, think we've all known people in positions of power that might think that way. I mean, how did listen? How did you think just pulling your penis out and jerking alpha in front of a woman would result yeah. in her thinking, I'm going to sleep with that guy? That's true. Disrespecting a haunted plan for I'm no actually, reason. I'm, I'm actually I'm still confused as to how, and how, how, how dick pics work. I don't understand what I'm the gonna, process there is. Look, like, I mean, I understand physically that you take a picture of your penis and you send it to someone else, hmm. but I don't understand what they think the reaction to that is going to Nobody be. Nobody uh, ever wants to look at that, even if you're like very, very heterosexual as a, as a female. Like, you don't want to look at it. You would, don't want to see it. I wouldn't you, say nobody. I would just, I just say... I just don't un- ever like to... I mean, but I'm also... Unsolicited. Unsolicited. That's fair. Unsolicited. Even solicited, I'm always like... Uh. Well, but that, <laughs> might, that may say more about you than it does about anything else. You know, I'm just saying... But I, at I no just, point... I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying that penises are kind of gross. <laughs> that I, I would agree. That's all I'm saying. That's that really my speed. I mean, some people feel differently, and that's great. Listen, all I'm, I'm saying so is, dedicated to them that I'm... I'm, I'm also... <laughs> see, I'm also like... I'm also I'm like... Full uh, tilt. On the spectrum. That's true. We got, we got two very different... I'm different full tilt. I, I'm just... All I'm saying is that at no point would an unsolicited like... Like... Oh, my God. I wasn't expecting a picture of a penis. Well, now I want him. Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't I don't know how that works. It's I like a know. digital cat call. <laughs> I don't, which also doesn't work. I mean, how many times right, they don't work? That's has the girl been walking past the proverbial construction site and the guy going, "Hey, baby," and she turns on, "Oh, hi," and then just oh, see, I do that, but I do I do it like aggressively to make them uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like anybody hits on me on the street, I'm like, "Oh my god, I've been waiting for you my whole life." And they're like, uh, uh, right, which uh, is for the record, kind of a best case scenario. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, I don't know when, I don't know when we decided that was going to work. Uh, we said that was the great. I would play. also, I would also like to point out that that historically, anybody that does send unsolicited um, phallus pictures, I think we're passing dick pics here. It, mm-hmm. Dick pics. Anyone that sends unsolicited dick pics, I mean, if we can call that Brett Favre, it's never even a remotely attractive one to begin with. If you can call them attractive, it's never one that you want to see. The this ones that you're getting true. is that's never true. the one that you want to see. That's true. Because that's true. I mean, because if you're if right? you really got one that's impressive, you probably aren't sending unsolicited pictures mm-hmm. of it to other people. Nope. Right. Right. Yeah. Doesn't there you go. Yeah, the advertising. And I think that's where we're going to end it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's end on that piece. All right. There we go. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, get some. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Are we going to do Liz's mom? We're going to do Liz's mom. Let's do Gotta Liz's do mom. Liz's mom. All right. Yay. Hooray. All right. Oh, my goodness. Before we do Liz's mom. Oh, God. What? I for, I cannot believe that I did this. <gasps> Deepest and most sincere apologies. We have a new Patreon uh, backer. Oh. What? Yeah. Nice. And I did not recognize her at the top of the show. Oh, I am. Now, no one's going to know who she is humiliated. because everyone stopped listening. I am humiliated. Uh, uh, let me tell you about Leanne. Mm. Tell us about uh, Leanne. So Leanne backed us uh, at one of our higher tiers, I should say. Mm. Uh, and that actually isn't surprising because of the, uh, the character of, of Scrooge McDuck uh, mm. was modeled uh, off of Leanne during her uh, early 20s. Uh, not people don't know this. Uh, they would talk about uh, uh, Steve Jobs and, and Wozniak and all that. Uh-huh. They actually got their ideas uh, from Leanne. 
Huh. Yeah, she was actually the brains behind the whole thing. Does she have a Scottish accent? Uh, no. No, no, no. They added that just kind of a... Uh, I think maybe she has some Scottish... A uh, German heritage. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The Money point is... The, yeah, she had it, and then she gave it all away. Mm. Uh, after she made more money than was really fair, mm. um, she had enough money to do whatever she wanted, so she just kind of gave it all away because in addition to being brilliant, she is also incredibly generous. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, uh, then uh, uh, last I heard, and this is why I was so surprised to see it and why I almost forgot, the last we saw of her, um, she was actually uh, uh, single-handedly fighting off alien threats. Oh, um, actually, I don't know if you may have seen her after you were talking to. Uh, I know that you had a brief chat with Angela Merkel a little while ago. I'm sorry, who? Nobody. Uh, but uh, uh, fun fact: Angela Merkel found out about that supposed danger. You're only mm-hmm. allowed to say her name twice. I'm you're not d- saying it done. again. <laughs> From Leanne. Mm. Leanne is actually the one who found that problem and notified. She who shall not be named. So doing some Captain, <laughs> By the way, Captain Marvel type work. Dude, she's she's out there, and she is the one that is protecting us all. I'm never telling you guys about secret roller derby missions ever again. I'm so sorry. I think we should get rid of our slogan of a geek culture podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't say I can't say words now, right? Um, but we should change it to an Angela Merkel podcast oh because my God. she's been coming up quite a bit lately. Listen, listen, I I'm and if she is, mm-hmm. it's because of Leanne. I'm not saying that Angela, uh, uh, Angela has Leanne as a mentor, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying that she doesn't. Right. That's that's all I'm saying. Okay. So a huge and hearty thank you to Leanne. We thank appreciate you. Thank you so much, Leanne. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, keep keep fighting the good fight and tell Angela we said hello. <laughs> uh, all right. Now we can do Liz's mom. <sighs> oh, after that, how am I going to follow it? <clears throat> so. Here we go. A hungry traveler stops at a monastery and goes into the kitchen. A brother is standing there frying potato chips. The traveler looks at him and says, are you the friar? And he replies, no, I'm the chipmunk. You can't turn me off for that. It's not my No, job. you can't turn her off you for that. You can't turn me off for Sorry. that. We Sorry, it was, it, it was a reflex. I understand. Hmm. We get paid good money. To to do Liz's mom every week. Yeah, sorry, it's just it was a so reflex. We're gonna... it, my arm did it on its own. I didn't even think about <laughs> it. You best check that arm because if it affects my paycheck, mm-hmm. we're gonna have words. Mm-hmm. Also, if I could get a paycheck at some point, that'd be great. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, you're <laughs> the only one getting a paycheck. If anyone for geeks sake gets are... a paycheck, and we're gonna have it after the mics go off conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Time's up, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> me, me too. No, I wasn't working. I wasn't working. All right, all right. Let's get some shameless plugs going on, Dan. As always, you can find me at EpicEventsOrlando.com for all your DJ needs. And we should probably mention that the day this comes out, so does Jessica Jones Season 2. What? What? Yeah. All right. uh, Liz, what you got? Hey, guys. It's derby season again. Woohoo! I got my shirt on. Snow job. (laughs) Not snow job. It's the snow bombers. Sorry. (laughs) Stop saying snow job. (laughs) Because it makes me giggle like a five-year-old every time. Uh, We got a game coming up. We had a game this past week. Yeah, how was it? Uh, It was great. Yeah. Any Um, new bruises? You you guys remember Sarah, our our resident Egyptologist? Oh, yeah. Uh, How could we forget? She played. It was her first game in well over a year. She actually shredded her ACL and her PCL a while back. Had to have massive knee surgery. Told her that she would have trouble walking, let alone ever ever skate again. And she came back, crushed it, dominated, got MVP. It was great. It was very triumphant. I was very very proud to watch my friend do that. 
So That's it was very awesome. exciting. Uh, we got a game coming up again on March 31st at Barnett Park. It's a double header. Our A team, the Ozone Slayers, which I'm very proud to always let everyone know that I came up with that name and everyone <laughs> went with it. Call me Killmonger. Uh, and our B team, the uh, Sunblockers, they're both playing a double header. I couldn't tell you who we were playing. I probably should know that information. Nah, yeah, next week. Uh, and fun fact, somebody that we've had on the show before, uh, the American Air Guitar Association. I don't think that's what they're actually called. The Air Guitar Association of America. The Air Guitar people are going to be there doing our halftime show. You remember Rachel? Oh, and, nice. uh, oh yeah. And Hennessy. Uh, yeah. And Hennessy Williams. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So it's like double the entertainment. You get to come out and see some roller derby and see some air guitar and maybe some roller derby air guitar crossover. I think. And what we need, I think, in this universe is more air guitar uh, roller derby crossover. Yes. That's also, if you are uh, a car person because I know that there are some people in the world that are car people. Uh, Dan Cage being one of them. He's a pretty big car guy. Ivan, Sir Ivan Wysocki. Oh, yeah. He's a car mm-hmm. guy. So nerd, nerds and cars, you know, they go along together. Uh, fr- good friend of mine, Andrew Howell, just dropped a podcast with uh, Tavarish. If anybody knows him, he's a pretty pretty big YouTuber in the, in the car and mechanical world uh, in the central Florida area. Uh, so they just dropped a, uh, a podcast called... Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds great. I'm gonna definitely have to check that out. <laughs> Shit, I had um, this. I had this thing all. I had this, I had this thing all. While set. she does, I'll actually mention uh, that we are gonna have the air guitar uh, qualifier. There is gonna be happening on Friday, March 30th, and we will be there. Uh, Friday, March 30th. Mm. That is your air guitar championship. We're actually gonna have uh, Hennessy and Rachel back on on the 27th. Oh, sorry, sorry, the 29th. So the day before, we'll be dropping our episode, our air guitar episode. It's nice. called. It's called Wrench Every Day. It's wrench. called Wrench Every Day. Uh, they're only on YouTube currently. They are they are they are YouTubers. Wrench W R E N W R E N C H. Wrench Every Day. So it's it's fun. They talk about some nerdy stuff. They talk about car stuff. It's pretty pretty entertaining. Awesome. Check, Check them out. out. Forrest, what you got? Uh, so essentially, just to reiterate, the podcast is called While You Were Sleeping. Mm-hmm. I'll be launching at the end of this month. Uh, on top of that, this weekend, in addition to Jessica Jones coming out, uh, Wrinkle in Time is another one that's mm-hmm. in that whole nerd sci-fi yep. area, and they Hamilton it all up. So, <laughs> I don't, no, seriously, Avery DuVernay talks, talked about the fact that when she went to Disney with the idea for the film, she wanted to Hamilton the cast and really make it as diverse as possible. And, and she did. And she did. And I trust her as a filmmaker, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. So, basically, Disney has my money all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, I got a couple things for you. Uh, they dropped the Luke Cage teaser. And oh, we didn't cover it as part of a show because all it was was just, I mean, there was nothing there to really discuss other than the fact, just other than me just geeking out over it. We back. And uh, that is and, your man. Dude. Dude. In a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Michael Coulter. Beautiful. Beautiful man. Uh, it's a Luke Cage. So the Dutchies. Also, the full Lost in Space trailer dropped. Yeah. And I suddenly was, am I, am I excited for Lost in Space? Did they ever watch Lost in Space? I don't, so here's, yeah. here's yeah, the yeah, thing, yeah. right? Is, not... is that they did a really good job of making you think that you're excited for Lost in Space. <laughs> but I feel like that did trailer... You watch, have you watched the trailer? That trailer is probably about as good as it's going to get. <laughs> that may be true. So we're talking <laughs> Venom territory. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, but, they, I, but they showed you the thing. That's the difference. Right. Ah. Yeah, they showed you the thing. Okay. Yeah, and it was... We talked about this, though, about how, about how Hal has, like, a different voice, right? Or did we not talk about this? Did I just have this as a side conversation? I don't know what you're talking about anymore. 
Uh, She's talking about Hal from War Games instead of the uh, robot. The oh, there we Danger go. Danger Will Robinson. Wait, Not, what? No, no, Hal from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, Space Odyssey, yeah. Oh. No, we're talking about Sorry. Danger Will Robinson yeah. is in the robot that says Danger Will Robinson in Lost in Space. Yes. Which is apparently now an alien. Which is now an alien. Wait, is his name not Hal? No. no. That's the that's, that's the thing the, from yeah. Space Dave. Dave, that one? Yeah. 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 Different. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Different the, robot voice. The, okay, but the robot still has a different voice than in the original Lost in Space. Very yeah. much like, so. Like, but it still looks... I mean, it looks pretty decent. Kind of sounds like the original, like if he took a bunch of Xanax. <laughs> mm. uh, so that's the Lost in Space. Luke Cage tra- <laughs> teaser, Lost in Space, the full trailer there. Is there anything else? Oh, and Star Wars Rebels has dropped its series finale. I have not seen it yet, but... <laughs> Why does Dan find this so funny? <laughs> because we get like an, a weekly update on it. <laughs> Dude, it is, I, you're not watching Star Wars Rebels here wrong. No, I'm not. I think uh, we need to, I think know, we need to um, redo the rules of I Shameless I want to say, blogs. what's his name? Uh, Simon Kimberg, the guy who, the head writer for them is going to be confirmed to write uh, one of the Star Wars movies. He absolutely should. Yeah. He, I mean, like, look, I don't, I don't mess around. I mean, I, I know Jack Ryan all over it, but I take, I take storytelling very seriously. And I take, you know, I take geek culture very seriously. And what Star Wars Rebels is doing, I know it's a cartoon. I know it's easy to dismiss as a kid's show. But what it is doing is amazing and is well, well, well beyond what it like, just goes way beyond what it looks like. And it's the same um, thing with the Clone Wars. Yes. They start out the first season. It seems you know, kind of kiddie or whatever. Kiddie and then next thing you know, oh, 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 everything's real. Oh, yeah. Why didn't they show this in the movies? Oh. <laughs> right. Well, except, and I will tell you right now that, that this is already better than Clone Wars by yeah. leaps and bounds. Uh, I'm talking about Clone Wars, by the way, the animated series, not Clone Wars, the movie. Everything's it's obviously better than, better than Clone Every, Wars, the movie. Everything's better than Clone <laughs> uh, Okay. So I think that's going to do it. I cover everything, everything. Uh, we got everything stuff, yep. little stuff. Fantastic, folks. Make sure you check out this on all social media stuff. You can find us on Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, oh, we are moving away from Podbean. Podbean and I had a fight, and uh, we're not talking to each other right now. Mm-hmm. So we're continuing to drop episodes in both places, but we'll be transitioning back to Shout Engine because uh, I'm now I'm now that guy. But are you on Christian Mingle? Uh, not yet. <laughs> I got swiped left. Uh, no, that's not. No? <laughs> Damn it. I was going to try. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, so we want to say thank you once again to Forrest for coming and hanging out. Make sure you check out while you were sleeping. Uh, once it drops, we'll be letting you guys know over here. Until next time, this is Al Sterling saying, and yet I smile.